welcome back to the Film Buds podcast. This is episode number 17, and my name is Henry. Braden. I'm Chloe. Chloe's back. And yeah. we're also joined by my dog, who's sitting right under us. So that's cool. Hi, Bendy. Yeah. I was really confused <laughs> for a second. <laughs> we're being shadowed by ja- one of yeah. the Jacobs. Yeah. I was going to say, Haunted. We're, we're being joined by Jacob today, who's sitting under the table. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so just us three today, but we're going to be talking about two big movies. So we're going to be doing... Blade Runner 2049, and then we're going to be doing a retro review of uh, the original Ghost in the Shell anime from 1995. So it's going to be a good show, and we also are going to talk about some trailers, got some listener questions, so all the all the usuals. The use. The use. Um, so, Brandon, how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. The yeah. usual, the usual woes, cars and back and blah blah blah. But but you know I've gotten used to that. And, um, the weather's gonna get cooler in the next few days. Yeah. So, I'm I'm looking forward to the fall weather. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just say that. Bring out your that. winter wardrobe. Is that no, why? I, That's what I'm excited for. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I do like the winter wardrobe a lot better than the summer wardrobe. But uh, but. Uh, I thought you would think that was a joke, but <laughs> you seem like a scarf person to me. I am a scarf person. Not really. I would not take you for that. Really? That's right on. I'm man. totally hats and scarves. I'm all about the scarves. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, Chloe, you've been gone for, I guess, two weeks. No. So. Well, I mean, the... I mean, two one. weeks. It's been two weeks Uno. since. Two weeks since. She, you only missed one episode, but it's been two weeks Technically. since you were. One week, fine. One to two weeks. Whatever. How you doing? <laughs> Good, I guess. Apparently I lost my understanding of time. But other than too. that. <laughs> That's good. good. I've been trying to figure out a good Halloween costume that incorporates crutches. Captain Ahab. Yeah, but I need the crutches. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and the problem is, I was thinking about it and I thought some good ones. And then I realized it, they might seem like a prop. And that also could be bad. Have you seen Flight? No. Oh, well, there's a guy in a... An airplane. There's a guy with crutches in that movie. Anyways. Perfect. It's not (laughs) (laughs) wrong. Well, I mean, if you can get away with one, seriously, Pirates, Captain Ahab. I can't. No? You gotta have both. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, I'm trying to think. Crutches. There aren't many iconic characters with crutches. I can be the spirit of the U.S. men's soccer team. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, yeah. That's a shame. That's a shame. To hear about that, but uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, what do they expect? Yeah, <laughs> well, they've, they've been... got they've got one soccer phenom, and then the rest of the team is just kind of like, Meh. yeah. Well, they've been and soccer just hasn't caught on to the U.S. the way. What? Well, they've qualified qualified for it since what nineteen eighty six? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that just speaks to how the quality of other teams around the globe, right? And how soccer has become. You know, it's the most popular sport in the world. And all these other teams have done spectacularly well in terms of hyping up their programs, whereas in the U.S., it's, I just, it, it still doesn't feel as though it's really caught on. Yeah. And so we've got the one, who's the one really young dude? He's like 19. He plays in the Bundesliga. Oh, I know who you're talking about. But, but other than him, <laughs> uh, Tim Howard used to play in... Uh, oh, Howard. The big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the British leagues. But again, you know, you can't have just a couple of standouts and the rest of the team doesn't have that that experience globally, 
you know, in arenas in Europe and, and elsewhere around the world. So yeah. So it's no. I Good mean, thing the ladies team so cool. Mm. You right. Hmm? Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a shame. But I'm not. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I got stuck in a, a mall with Mia Ham. Like she was doing a book signing, like at South Point Mall. Uh huh. And then there was like a big snowstorm, and none of us could leave. Was a snowstorm or like a? It was a natural disaster of some kind. A geostorm. Yeah. A geostorm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was Bia Ham and Gerard Butler was there yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. She's really nice. Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> She's still married to Beckham. What? No. I thought she was married to. Beckham. No, she was married Beckham's to. Married to Posh Spice. Yeah, oh, Beckham's right. married to yeah, Posh so? Spice. What's he her name? Is. Victoria. Victoria. Oh, that's yeah. who I'm thinking of. Victoria Beckham. No, Mia Hamm was married to a fellow who was the coach of the women's yeah. team or the UNC. The I don't coach know these the celebrity team, soccer team meetups. Yeah. Couples. Apparently not, because ah. Posh and Beckham are like the big deal. Right. They're tight. You should know he's in all the all the Spike Jones. Not Spike Jones. <laughs> Sorry. Guy Madonna's Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Movie. Guy Ritchie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Guy Ritchie. Cammy and yeah. King Arthur. And Man from Uncle. And what was he a Man from Uncle? He was the. Was there a projectionist? Yeah. He was a projectionist or something. Huh. Odd. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I don't go to the films, so, you know, oh, David Beckham. Oh, David Beckham. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's true. Uh, hmm. Yeah, not much else has been going on, really, for me, I don't think. Yeah. You know, Life goes on. Had a hellish weekend at the, uh, the Chelsea. A lot of yeah. people there, Braden, right? I was yeah. there for that. Except for Chloe. It was cr- Thank you. <laughs> no, it, it was, was surprising. Cray-cray. You you might have been one of the people causing it. There were so many people that came out and were complaining about. I did nothing. Because a lot of the clientele at the theater are older. Yeah. And use, uh, there were two people with wheelchairs. Which is not <laughs> uncommon for the Chelsea. <laughs> And nobody has ever really made a big stink about it. And we tried to accommodate them as best as possible. I've heard this story. And then, yeah, Kira <laughs> probably hand. told you. No. No? Mary told me. Oh, Mary told, told you. Me. It was okay. funny. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there were a lot of customers that came out and made a big stink about it. And, and the thing is, they always, they always fall back on the, it's a fire hazard excuse. They can't run to get out of a fire anyway. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, I think it's just them trying to legitimize their complaint. It just it inconveniences them personally. Which I don't understand how either. There was but, literally no problem. Yeah, they're sitting down there. in the seat. I was, I was there. I was there. I was <laughs> right in the and middle. again, there are places to put the wheelchairs in the theater so that they're not necessarily blocking people. You know, okay, I, I understand, you know, remaining in line with, fire hazard codes but at the same time we can't deny people tickets mm-hmm. because they're in a wheelchair yeah people are jerks and yeah so it was not hind- it didn't hinder anyone mm-hmm. also because of the age perhaps there were a lot of bathroom breaks for people and they mm-hmm. were just going in and out no that's how problem. it was for blade runner when there was a guy who like was sitting <laughs> behind me who went like five times i was like dude stay seated i know my friend kira was... she fell asleep seven times i actually that was i noticed <laughs> in there uh for the whole film i didn't get up to go to leave blade runner at all two hours i didn't either minutes. 
I wanted to. I wanted to go complain to the management because there was a whole family. And when I say whole family, I mean they took up the whole freaking row. Really? And they had this little <laughs> four-year-old kid. And at Blade Runner? At Blade Runner. Oh, my Oof. God. I, so, I mean. What theater did you go to? South Point. Mm. Oh, really? I should have gone they earlier card, in the day. Excuse, they called me and not a four-year-old? Well, you know, if he's accompanied by an adult, me. but the, the thing is, I wouldn't. You don't. You don't take your child to the to that sort of film. First of all, because of the psychological impact, and I'll admit freely, the first Blade Runner when I was a wee lad, <laughs> it came out in '82, and I was six six or seven years old, and uh, those scenes towards the end with Pris and the dolls, and she's flipping around yeah. and yeah. strangling, strangling Deckard and the whole thing, yeah. that gave me nightmares. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking, right? And this film is actually gave. More, yeah, right. <laughs> more uh, graphic. I mean, it's not gory. It's not a slasher flick, but there's there's some blood. There's yeah. some there's some stabbings and some violence. Um, uh, and there's nudity, which the first one didn't have at all. No, uh, what's her face so, was naked. Um, the spiky hair. What's her name? Pris, Daryl yeah. Hannah's character. She's naked, right? No. Are you sure? She wears a bodysuit, but she's not naked at all. She's I, Ghost in the Shell style. Trust naked. me, I've seen the, the Blade Runner like 20 times. <laughs> what about the director's Brayden cut? Brayden would have known. Yeah, no, the director's mm-hmm. cut. There's I know, there's no... like eight versions. I know. I have yeah. never delved into the the universe of Blade Runner yeah. before this. I just saw and the There's one the three that I'm familiar with. There's the original <laughs> release version, the director's cut, which is what I prefer, and then the final cut. So much stuff has changed, though. Yeah. I watched stuff on it. Like, the sky's different color. It's just random weird stuff. Hmm. I mean, obviously, it's, it's like Stanley Kubrick just threw up all over it. The oh, detail yeah. with the, all the changes, oh, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well. But, I mean, don't take your kids. No. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> to, to Blade Runner, but secondly, I mean, a, a film, <laughs> a film like that where you've got a, a primarily adult audience. Mm-hmm. Don't take your kids. Oh, for Brayden's sake, he's saying don't take your kids. He yeah. doesn't want to be annoyed by them. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I, I miss that. that. I hear that. <laughs> well, I mean, again, if, if it's an adult film and you're an adult, you're going to see an adult film as an adult and right. you're paying adult prices. Right. Oh, you... he resents the kids. <laughs> there well. should be a certain... Well, there are a lot of actually sort of these new luxury theaters that are popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Don't allow children. Under the really? age, what? yeah, seriously, mm-hmm. under the age of eighteen, like, they don't allow. Kind of messed up. I think that's absolutely good. Mm-hmm. If you're going to see uh, an adult film, you don't want children running up and down. I if you if you have if you're going <laughs> if I'm going to Star Wars <laughs> if I'm going to one of the Marvel movies yeah I have an Star expectation. Wars are kids movies. Yes, I have an expectation oh, that children right. will be there. Okay. I'm going to see Blade Runner. Get him out of Star Wars. <laughs> that's that's a totally different. That's a totally different. That's a totally different thing. I don't. Totally know. different environment. I mean, and, and parents honestly shouldn't be taking their kids to films like that in any case. But I would agree. That's my. That's Brent's gonna my start going it. to showings of. He'll pay to go to showings of Blade Runner to like <laughs> flashlight everyone and say, "I'm calling, I'm calling social services on you." <laughs> <laughs> I might. I might. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's your review of Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Ghost Those darn Shell. kids. Get off my lawn. One star. Um, I was going to give it a five, but they had kids. Yeah. <laughs> One star. Fuck. Um, all right, well, 
should we just get into it or is there anything else y'all want to mention before we do it no i mean a lot of the stuff i think uh, that i want to mention comes towards the back end of the show so there we are okay <laughs> <laughs> all right let's all just right. A, just a lot of stuff going on or he means like, news news oh are we doing weinstein yeah, I was going to talk about that. All right, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. That's always at the back end of the Just show. a tease for you. Yeah. Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. I've got a little joke for that, too. But. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, let's... All right, well, uh, before, without further ado, let's get into our review of Blade Runner 2049, and we have a clip. Let's take a listen. You're early. I had an accident at work. I think I ruined my shirt. It was a day. Hmm? It was a day. Your laws have changed the hands of progress. The Earth is dying. We need a disposable workforce, and I can make millions. I'm constructing an army. You have 48 hours to stop him. Yes, ma'am. You're too important now. An officer came through here about 30 years back. What can you tell me about him? He liked to work alone. So did I. I need your help. They say you're the best in there is. <laughs> That's good. What's the plan? My replicants will never run. They simply obey. We're being hunted. Yeah. Humanity cannot survive. Well, guess we're about to find them. Blade Runner 2049, rigid R. Experience it in IMAX. Jared Leto, Dave Bautista, and Mackenzie Davis. I think that's everybody. Uh... What's the name of the other actress? Sylvia Hoke? The Dutch lady? Yeah. Mm. And Sylvia, the Dutch she, lady. And the Dutch lady, yeah. She plays Love. The... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, and the IMDb plot synopsis is... Did you say Jared Leto? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Jared Leto and the Dutch lady. <laughs> okay. Jared Leto and the <laughs> Dutch lady. <laughs> uh, a young Blade Runner... A lo- young Blade Runner's discovery of a long-buried secret leads him to track down former Blade Runner, Rick Deckard, who's been missing for 30 years. So, uh, Brain, should we, since you're the, the bonafide Blade Runner head, what did you think of this film? I loved it. I mean, I, 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 I was excited about it when they announced the film. I was excited about it, but, but obviously very hesitant. I mean, 35 years between films. Uh, plus, Blade Runner is one of those films. I absolutely loved it. I still hold it very high in the, 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 the pantheon of, of wonderful films. Um, but obviously I was very hesitant uh, with regard to what would they do. They don't need a sequel, really, to the first one. Uh, what were they going to do with the second one? Uh, and so many of these films, they do these reboots, or they do the, in the, the films, the, the, the new series, the reboot, ends up being such a far inferior product uh, to the original that I was 
very hesitant, but then having gone and seen the film and, um, I mean, Dennis Villeneuve does just a spectacular job mm-hmm. and I just love everything that he does anyways. Yeah. Um, huge fan of everything. Sicario, uh, The Arrival, Prisoners, everything is just, um, everything he does is just great, but that doesn't necessarily mean that him helming the Blade Runner property would be good, but he did an absolutely amazing job. And um, there are some visual touches, I think, that he brings to it that are new and different uh, while retaining a lot of the sort of dark, dystopian future, uh, noirish palette that appeared in the first one. And so um, this feels like it's in the Blade Runner universe. It feels like a Blade Runner film, but it is new enough uh, and what I really like about it as well is is that the universe feels much more expansive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas for sure. Yeah. The first one full shoebox. They go to they go to the Bradbury and you hang out in Deckard's apartment and they go to Tyrell Corp. But everything is sort of interior. Yeah. And you get a few exterior <laughs> shots, but it feels like it's all very much contained yeah. within that sort of downtown LA hub. Whereas this one, you know, he goes to this municipal waste processing area, which is which is San Diego. It's not a part of San Diego. No, San Diego is a giant dump. I'm mm-hmm. sure San Diegans are sort of upset about the <laughs> representation of the city. Darn San way, Diegans. But, but um, <laughs> they're probably up in arms. <laughs> but um, uh, so you go to San Diego and you see these. You know, the film starts off in this uh, sort of grub weevil processing plant somewhere outside of LA and so there's a lot of it's 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 interesting there are a few sort of jumps here and there that you kind of go what but overall I think the continuity of the film and how um how the story is told remains very much in line with the original but is not just a carbon copy it doesn't take what the original did and just try to cram a new story into it uh and I really love Dennis Villeneuve put a lot of little sort of, I don't want to necessarily say Easter eggs, but yeah, sort of Yeah, that's parallels. what I was thinking. Too. That's what I was going to say. A lot of parallels to the original film. Yeah. Lots of little, so, yeah. little knots. Details. Yeah, which I, I loved. I picked up on, on quite a few of them. There's only one that's coming to mind right now, but I, I do remember when I, as I was watching it, there were several points where I went, ooh, that yeah. was in the first, ooh, that was in the first, ooh, that was in the first one. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't, again, it wasn't, it was sort of nods to, but it wasn't just sort of, oh, now he's going to do this. That happened in the first film, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love the film, um, and it far, far exceeded my expectations. And I, well, I'll say, I think since there are definitely spoilers for this, let's do a short spoiler-free discussion, and then we can do a, a spoiler discussion right afterwards, all right? Okay. Um, and because there's plenty of stuff to talk about with that, so... Chloe, you want to go, or shall I? You can go. Okay. Well, I, I, I loved it, too. I thought it was amazing. I thought, it, like, like Roger Deakins, everyone's saying this, but he's got to get the Oscar for cinematography this year. He should always get it, oh, even yeah. when he doesn't make a movie. But, like, this is... <laughs> he's my favorite. He's been hanging out in the woods just to give the guy an Oscar. No. Roger Deakins, wherever you are, here's your Oscar. Yeah, shout out. Um, But... <laughs> he's not listening. Um, I, uh... Sorry, my dog's... Oh, oh God. My yeah, dog. Uh, she uh, loves me too Yeah, she much. got excited. Um, <laughs> she loves Roger Deakins, too. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Sorry. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I loved it too. I thought it was incredibly thought provoking and um, I'd say if not more so than the original um, in that sense. I concur. Um, yeah. But I think and, I'm jaded. Okay. it's just so old. Right. Oh, there she goes. Okay. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I, I thought all the performances were great. Like Ryan Gosling is fantastic. I know people are hating on him. I don't really? understand that. Really? Yeah. I thought he was amazing. They said he was just like blank faced or whatever, but I disagree. I would. I would. Disagree. Actually, it reminded I, me of his performance in Lars and the Real Girl mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought he was fantastic because there's while he's confident and he's, you know, a brave, strong person, you kind of get that vulnerability. Yeah, for sure. Well, he seems he seems awkward. He seems detached. Yeah, and I mean that's like there's the the part and parcel of the character, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say this. He's yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) It blasts you with it in like the first five minutes of the movie. I don't think it's necessarily a spoiler, but the the one. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, anyway. But like, there's a scene where he's walking through the police station. And I think it's, I mean, it's very quick, but he's walking and all of a sudden, like, someone yells at him. And he, he kind of jerks, you know. And so he is very detached. And then I think it is a lot about loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are always these, these shots of him, like, just wandering by himself in this wasteland and mm-hmm. him feeling detached from everyone. But, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, the score is great. Hans Zimmer's oh, score yeah. is great. And uh, it's... Yeah, the score, awesome. yeah, the score was brilliant. I this it really, because so much of what made the original Van uh, Blade Runner was the score by Vangelis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'll sit down and just listen to the to the score. I'll get on Spotify and just listen to it yeah. because it's so good. And Hans Zimmer just does such a spectacular job of capturing again the the mood from the first one, but then embellishing it and sort of updating it to a more you know thirty five year down the road audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I thought kind of with that as well as as well as the cinematography and direction is the atmosphere and the mood mm-hmm. that it creates is amazing, and it just constantly keeps it. It's this dark neo noir tone and it's amazing yeah i loved it i loved it <laughs> this is one of the few times where we all agree i know it's exciting it's, i think it's been a while i think dunkirk dunkirk was probably the last one yeah and even that you liked it way more than i did 17 out of two <laughs> <laughs> 25 out of six i don't understand exactly. <laughs> isn't it doesn't matter let's not get too mad yeah <laughs> well chloe what about you I really liked it, too. Like I said, I liked it a lot more than the first one. But it might just be because of this. Like, I could appreciate... Like, the pacing in the first one was really slow to me. Because I think you're supposed to take in all the visuals, right? But because I'm spoiled and young or whatever, the visuals were not that stunning to me. Because, you know... But in this one, the pacing was slow. You could take in all the visuals. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, it gives you time to think about the ideas. Yeah. yeah. Unlike a lot of other movies now that will put in these ideas and then just jump right. And they also let you think about the ideas as opposed to, like, hammering their answers into yeah. your brain. It's, I mean, definitely some ambiguity in this a lot. Yeah. For sure. So. That's what I like so much about it. It's very much like the first film. <clears throat> the ending was very open-ended. Yeah. It, it sort of 
dumps a bunch of different things on you at the end and then says, yeah. no resolution. Are they going to make another one? That's... Is it the plan? I mean, we it's don't not, know. It's Nobody not doing that it. well financially, so... Yeah, which is upsetting. Yeah. Which is the funny they... thing is it actually did the... It, it had the biggest box office that weekend when it opened, and yeah. it still fell well short of expectations. Yeah. Well, the budget was probably ginormous. I mean, they said it's... I think it was around $180 million, and then double that about for... Forty-five million first yeah. opening weekend. And then double that for the marketing. Yeah. And so it's lordy. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of money. But I'm surprised with all their secrecy that they told everyone that Harrison Ford was in it a little bit. Well, I feel like most people would probably like, okay, he's got to be in this at some point, you know. So they kind of had to give that. If one it wasn't away. Harrison Ford. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because he just comes back for everything. Yeah. Well, the, the, this is my favorite thing to talk the about. The surprise <laughs> for me was that they had Edward James Olmos in. Is that the partner? I don't care about Harrison Ford. Is that the partner? Yeah, that was the partner. Well, not the... The dude. The dude. <laughs> yeah. I did love... The dude. All right. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> I, I did love the relationship between Gosling and his... Holographic girlfriend. Yes, the, me too. Now, now there is a film. I'm not going to bring it up, but that kind of. You're not going to bring it up. Steals. No, because it's a spoiler in terms of how much. Oh, right. It kind of steals some ideas from. Her. Sure. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Yeah. That was hard to figure out. <laughs> no, but I did love their relationship and. Me too. I like her a lot. And yeah, the actress is fantastic. She's great. Yeah, Anna Darmes. Th- is this her first role? No, she was in that movie with Keanu Reeves, the dumb one. She's been in lots of dumb things. John Wick. No, I don't know what it was. I. We'll never know. <laughs> Keanu Reeves has done quite a few dumb films I'll in his time. Up. Okay. I'll look it up. And that... I really like her, though. Yeah. She was really excellent in yeah. this role. Uh, and the, 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 the dynamic, the interaction, the chemistry between her and Ryan Gosling, I thought was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. So a movie called Knock Knock with oh, Keanu Reeves. Right. But, let's see, what else is there? And a bunch of other stuff. She's been in loads of stuff. Mm. I, now, Chloe and I were talking about, talking about this briefly, but I did like Jared Leto. And I, I liked him. And he, I he thought he a, did a really good job. He was barely in it. Yeah, he was in it a lot less than I thought. Yeah, well, that's but the thing is I thought there's... More than I needed. I guess, well, he was supposed to be... He's he's obviously sort of the, the, the new version of Tyrell. Yeah. And if you remember, Tyrell was not really in the first one all that much. Um, what I liked about this one, though, is that he seemed to have a more fully formed philosophy mm-hmm. behind what he was doing. It was a horrible philosophy, and I disagree with it completely... I don't um, even know. I don't get it. And I'm not stupid. We know that. I just didn't fully grasp what the... I have a problem with sci-fi, I think. Because I have the same problem with Ghost in the Shell. There's, like, too much abstract whatever. I didn't understand. His, I mean, I kind of got it, but I was like, but why? I don't know. But why? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about his fully yeah. formed motivation. I did love the, the first scene it. he's in with the, uh, yeah. the, sh- the sheet. And mm-hmm. where the, the woman plops down. I guess that's in the trailer, so. Yeah. But that that whole scene was just so creepy and. Yeah. Great, yeah. I yeah. loved it. Oh, I did. 
it was well again it, it provides some some insight into him yeah. into how his mind works mm-hmm. uh brilliant as it is horrendously horribly fractured and disjointed wait but and why is he bad whatever we'll talk about it later yeah. i guess yeah <laughs> why is he bad maybe i'm evil maybe that's why <laughs> i don't get maybe. it <laughs> Yeah, Chloe's actually a sociopath, if yeah. you don't know. No. She's not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and let's see. Hmm. I didn't mind. I never. I don't understand Jared Leto particularly. Hmm. I don't know. I like he always that. just try, I don't think he has, like, the natural, just the ease. Like, I think he just tries too hard all the time. Hmm. Might be because he's, like, <clears throat> mainly. I know he was on my so-called life, whatever. But, like, he's been a musician, like, a front man for so long. Maybe that's why it interferes with his idea of performance. Maybe. Like, Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford, even, they're like, you know, they act in subtlety and emotion and everything. And he, I know he's a villain, but, like, the best villains are relatable, right? Usually. You know? I don't, he's just over the top for me. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. They originally wanted David Bowie for the role. I, heard, I saw that. that yeah, dope. yeah, that would be cool. That would have been awesome, actually. <clears throat> I mean, I still quite liked what Jared Leto did with this. Yeah, um, I do understand where you're coming from in terms of sort of overwrought yeah. acting, but um, uh, I think he's I think he's good. I mean, I really liked him a lot. Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, yeah I really liked that. him. Requiem for a Dream. I like him as the Joker. So. I haven't seen him as a joke. I still have yet to see Suicide Squad. Don't really know that I want to. He's good. (laughs) Okay. He kills it. All right. All right. Okay, then. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But I I, I liked him in this. I did. I liked, I think I liked everything about it. Except. Except, Well, except I didn't understand it. But that's good. I mean, I did. I got it. I got it. I would say (laughs) the only thing I, this probably won't even be that much of an issue second time I watched it, did feel a little long. I didn't think it felt long at all. I like, thought it was so uh, beautiful. I mean, I, I was never bored. I was never... But, like, there are parts when Harrison Ford comes in yeah. that I felt it kind of... It seemed like it was going to be ending soon, and then it had this whole other section. And so, like, yeah, it, it, so it cool. felt... At times, it was just a little long, but otherwise, it's... I mean, I, I'm glad it's this long, because it's a film that actually deserved Well, to be it had long. slow pacing. I don't know if it yeah. felt long, though. Yeah, it didn't yeah. feel Different. long to me. It felt... <clears throat> Slow. Yeah. It took its time. Which I really respect. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially with characters like that who are thinking through literally everything they're doing. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I did love that. That's what I liked about it is it, is it gave you time to ruminate on things. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't, it wasn't sort of like a constant blast beat of things, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. images and ideas and, and action bombarding you. It was, yeah. it gave you time, it was, and it, like, it was an idea. And it was the world, too. Like, you were saying, the world is much bigger. It's, yeah, and it's much more expansive. And you got to look around it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there, there's scenes, the, like, with the bees, you know, where, yeah. with uh, Mackenzie Davis's character, and you just kind of explore that little bit of the world, and then it's gone, you know, in just right. a couple minutes. And, yeah, yeah, so it does take its time, which I, I do like. Gosh, mm-hmm. it was just so beautiful, the whole movie. Yeah. It, it really was. It looks amazing, yeah. It's so I rare. Mean, some of the... And they didn't forfeit anything for that either. Like, it had a real plot and real characters and real ideas. Yeah. And they still, I thought it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I mean, it was a fully formed film, and that's, that's what's yeah. so great about it. Is they didn't try to ride on the back of the previous film. Yeah, exactly. It, I might it, just go see it again today. You know? I'm going to go yeah, see it again in IMAX. Yeah. Hopefully no children. Oh, Lord. Um, 
Hashtag no children. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag no children. Well, they're playing in 3D, and my friend wanted to see it in 3D. I so that I can't. I, I don't can't. like 3D. That I use the awful. excuse of how I brought up how much more it costs in order to yeah. sway. I will happily that. pay extra for IMAX. Yeah, there's but... a big difference between IMAX and 3D. Yeah, yeah. 3D, 3D I just don't get. Ugh, ugh. Terrible. <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> Hard to talk about a movie when it's really good. It is, it is because we every, everybody agrees, and so <laughs> well, everybody there's no there's no there's, discord. There's to, so many little things to yeah. I mean, this has I think one of the most. I mean, there's there's always dealing with something like replic replicants and what is life and that kind of thing. Uh, Those yeah. are deep philosophical questions, which obviously came up the first one and come up again in this one. Um, this one I think focuses more on what is the nature of memory, but. But um, what really got me was some of the takes on on society and culture that they oh, had. Yeah. Like, not only not only was it fascinating that they have this sort of mass marketed personalizable right. uh, companion for you, mm -hmm. the joy companion, which is what Ryan Gosling he was in the relationship with this sort of digital uh, at home. Yeah. Stepford wife type program, uh, as played by Anna Darmis. And, um, I mean, it's like a fantasy, yeah, how she treats him, you know. And then, I, but I mean, some I of the, I don't know, well, I mean, because he's like sitting there, she can put on whatever outfit he wants, serves okay, him dinner, in, smiling. In theory, the design is made to be whatever you want, correct? Yes, but I mean, oh, I mean, the relationship, at least how Gosling perceives it, is obviously. More than that, yeah. but in terms of her presence, yeah, it's very know. interesting. And I was reading all these. I was reading a bunch of articles because I thought this movie was quite feminist. I was reading all these articles about how they were just tearing it apart for being so misogynistic. I said, I don't get that at all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't that. see that, guys. Yeah. I don't I see that. I really don't see it. I mean, see, because that's that's the interesting thing about it is is he is. I mean, it's, it's a digital personality. It's a constructed, yeah. it's a fake personality, which, I don't know, spoilers or whatever, but, <laughs> I mean, he himself is, <laughs> right? Right. And so it's it's a fake personality having yeah. carrying on a relationship with another fake personality. And the interesting thing about it is maybe it's just because of how he's constructed, because it talks about this newer generation of replicants under Wallace, under Jared Leto's character, and how they're created to be more subservient. I think I just got why he's bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Continue. You just got that? Just got it. Um, I mean, no, the little thing. The I mean, I get why he acts poorly. No, I mean, I know he acts poorly, but I get his thing. His Motivation? Yeah. There, there right. we go. There we go. I'm back in. We're, we're all good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All on the same page now. <laughs> but what interests me about it is because I guess is part of how he's designed Ryan Costling's character actually seems to be the more submissive of the two, even in this weird yeah. relationship between him and, and this joy digital construct. Well, she's joy almost... Joy Joy is the name of the character. She's almost like... I don't know if this is... I got... All right, well, here, let's... No one knows. Let's say <laughs> any other spoiler-free spoiler, spoiler -free things to say about the movie that we can think of right now. No. No? Okay. <laughs> All right, well then... Is that boring? Do no. we not say enough stuff? 
No, we've said plenty. All right. We've been talking for like two hours. Mostly about <laughs> Braden's scarves. Yeah. I love and, scarves. And Talk crying children. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, uh, let's skip star ratings and then we can have a spoiler discussion right after this. So it's fi- heavy five. Heavy five for me as well. It's like 36. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I were going more, I'd give it considerably more. But out of, yeah. out of five, I'm going to stick with the five. We'll stay grounded. She's yeah. like five suns, specific star, necessary, the necessary star, five right. of them. That's Good. as regular as I can get. Anchoring, anchoring a, some sort of system yeah, with, five suns. with <laughs> orbiting planets. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, Preferably it, life-sustaining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's, if you haven't seen Blade Runner and you're planning on it, stop listening or skip ahead. And so... Spoilers. Or don't. There'll be minor spoilers. Yeah. Just listen. Keep, just listen. keep, keep listening. I'm not gonna, we love having you. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to give away the ending, but I mean, it's... Uh, no, now we can. It bad. I mean, it does batter you in the first fight. You go, oh, replicant. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, not, like that's, not something that, that's not something they hide. I know it. You see, you get the drive. Ending. His jackets. You know, he's sitting the there. The drive yeah. is everything. No, yeah. but what I was going to say was... Okay, because I'm a, like a romantic, you know. I was like, well, maybe they are. Re- I'm, yeah, I'm as romantic. I'm like, well, they're no, maybe they are. You know, they're real and they do care about each other and everything like this. And I was also thinking, you know, she might just because you were saying she's more less submissive than him. You know, she could be like his subconscious or whatever. Well, the interesting right. thing about it is neither of them is dominant. It's not as though there's a dominant yeah. as submissive. They work role. together. Yeah. It's just that. Sh- he seems more submissive, whether or not that's part of his programming or, or part of his personality. Right. Because, right. I mean, again, the film is largely deals with, I mean, he's self-aware. Yeah. But the, 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 the blooming, the blossoming, the, the eruption, the whatever you want to call it, of his of free will. Uh, and that's the big thing there. And whether so, again, whether or not he's submissive because of this programming or because that's simply his personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. Well, that's the whole quandary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of question. There's a lot of complexity wrapped up in that. Well, but I think one of the most beautiful things, the, the, the two most beautiful scenes for me, at least in the film, were when he comes home with the emanator is the little mm-hmm. device that allows her to go outside and she sort of experiences sweet. rain for the first time. Yeah. And then the other scene, uh, which was sort of the sex scene, I'm doing air quote yeah. bunny ears here because it's not, you don't really, it's not that's, graphic. That's There's no the sex, other one they thought was really misogynistic. And I was so confused. Mm. I don't, I, I don't they didn't s- even show any, like, I don't I mean, see how like, that's misogynistic. Me I mean, neither. at first I kind of went, oh, gross male fantasy, but I was like, no, that's not really. No, I didn't get that for a second. It wasn't, either. it wasn't like that. Yeah. And I thought it, it, I thought it was in fact a very, very beautiful scene. Yeah. And a lot more so than most of them, especially in action movies like that and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did really like, I don't know who he's talking to. Maybe it was Robin Wright, who I guess we haven't mentioned really, but she was good. She was spectacular. Yeah, yeah. she was good. Yeah. Where, she had a crush on him. Oh, yeah? You guys pick up on that? I sort of got Maybe something little, like yeah. that. She definitely yeah. had a crush there's on a, him. There's a hint of love, you know? Well, well, well I don't know if it, yeah, I don't know if it was like a sexual <laughs> kind of thing, but I mean, she, he's she Ryan had Gosling, some too. sort of... He is Ryan Gosling, you know. <laughs> he is Mr. Studley Canadian guy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, well, was it a crush or was it more sort of like a maternal kind of thing? I mean, okay, I'm going to say know. crush. It know. might have gone back and forth. It's God the gauze. We'll say it's a crush. It's the gauze. Yeah, but I know I did, I did love the scene where, oops, sorry, I got it. Got an email. And where he's talking about the Anna de Armas character, and he's like, but she's real to me. Yeah. And that kind of brings up the question of like. It's uh, like I'm married to Daniel Radcliffe in my head. Right. <laughs> it's the it's same real thing. to me. And then it's the same thing with the the daughter of Harrison Ford, the, the uh, replica version where it's like is if someone (laughs) looks exactly looks human acts human um has every emotion etc are they real to you is you know is that good enough and is it well that's the funny thing is they're called replicants and they're manufactured but they're manufactured using what human dna yeah yeah and i mean that's that's does that make them somehow less human i think everyone counts yeah, they all, all people matter. And I mean, that was that's the funny thing is the, the kicker is is the marketing tagline that Tyrell used in the first one was more human than human. Yeah. I mean, it, it brings up a lot of philosophical questions. Is this a, sort of the next step in human evolution? Mm-hmm. Uh, evolution by intent. You know, designing the next step in human evolution, making humans that yeah. can process information faster, yeah. uh, think more quickly, process cognitive greater cognitive ability stronger faster and can you know increase reflex speed all these kinds of things but um with with rachel the replica version it's where the he says the eyes are different mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of what i was just saying is okay is that she looks exactly like the original acts like her just with one slight change so does that what does that mean to the other person you know, well, we also don't know if Decker's a replicant or not. Right. But still, in terms of that type of relationship, you know. And, yeah. and with Ryan Gosling and Anna. I think Ryan Gosling proved that they, like, have emotions because he wasn't designed <laughs> to, you know, whatever. They but, weren't desi- He was designed for the purpose of following orders, right? And he didn't. So there we are. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's that's the thing, is, is the first one... The first Blade Runner, it seemed to me, the question was whether or not replicants actually have emotion. Do they have right. souls? Meaning, right. do they feel human emotion? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, Rucker Howard's character, uh, Pris gets killed towards yeah, the yeah. end, and he he cries. Yeah. So it's he's not a replicant. They're not faking. They're not replicating human emotion. They are human, more human than human. Again. Well, I think what proves but, more in that one is that they want to stay alive. Yeah, I mean, but again, what is one of the, why are humans still around? I ask the myself most, that all the, the most, time. The most, the most, well, the, again, <laughs> the most base drive, the most self-interested thing about humans is, this over with. is <laughs> the survival instinct, right? Yeah. That's, that's why we stuck around and didn't let the saber-toothed cats eat us and so on and so forth, right? should <laughs> have. But, um, but, uh. The second one, this 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 second film seems to me a question of whereas the first one plumbed the depth plumbed the depths of what is it to have a soul and to have emotion and to be human in that sense, and this one is more along the lines of what is it to have free will? Yeah. And what is it? What does it mean to exercise free will? And how does that 
how is that part and parcel of humanity? Mm -hmm. And so, again, uh, very deep philosophical questions, but the different philosophical questions across each film. Right. I, I did really like, I guess we haven't even really touched on it, but the whole Ryan Gosling thinking he's special and he's not. Oh, my God, I was shook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got so Where? got. They did a good so, I mean, job. You go through that like, was oh, awesome. I, I had no like idea. They, I yeah. said this is the most predictable thing I've ever seen well, in my it, life. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is I was, I was kind of, I knew, I knew, I was thinking the whole time. There's got to be something else here. I was missing well, something. I was like, I mean, this is literally the plot of Harry Potter. Actually, I would think that. Right. And then they yeah. pulled that. So. I mean, because you go through the film, very expertly done thinking. Yeah. Ryan Gosling is this. Yeah. Chosen, all signs point to yes. Cho chosen one. Yeah. But then you realize, oh, of course. No, you're, you're ordinary. Huh. You're, you're boring. And then he still does the right thing and makes himself extra. Well, see, that's what I love. That's, that's what I love about it is the, the the Wallace wants to get his hands on it because you know, oh, it's a self-replicating replica, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, a lot less expensive. Yeah. Well, that's that's that, that, that's part of the whole thing. That's really mind-numbingly disgusting about the whole thing. Is is he? He talks about, you know, and this is something that came up in the, ad, in the advertising for it, is he he's talking about how all civilization has been built on, upon the backs of a disposable slave labor force. Mm -hmm. And he just says, well, that's what I'm trying to do. And, hey, here's a way that we can make them self-replicating. Self if we are able to build into them this procreation, then I don't have to keep making the damn things. Yeah. <laughs> We can just send them off to a colony world, and they just yeah. make make like bunnies, and then terraform the world, and then we just go in and tell them, okay, go over to the next world, and then they do. Make like a bunny and terraform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's. Uh, Why does the lady replicant, the bad lady replicant, cry? Hmm. This I didn't get. She kept when's crying. That, when's that? The. She cried like three times. When? When she was beating people up. She cried every time. Really? Guys. Uh, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see that. When she was doing the, oh, the nasty Django and Chan throwback to Robin Wright's hand. Oh, the glass yeah. and the hand thing, right. She was crying. Well, I, mean, I think that just brings up more ideas. Okay, are they, have more emotion She was sympathy yeah. than you, you think? But, well, well, that's the thing that is, is that well, that's the, the, the interesting thing about it is they all, all, all of the replicants know what they are mm -hmm. and then they're given memories, mm -hmm. but they are fully aware mm -hmm. that not only are they created in a laboratory, yeah, that their memories are fake. but then all of their memories are fake. Bananas. But then they're also people. So what kind of psychological effect is, is this going to have on people and whereas some of them ryan gosling sort of adjust mm -hmm. uh and the other replicants involved in the movement sort of adjust and are able to you know or somehow their fractured mind heals you get others like crazy right, right, right. assassin replicant lady yeah love. who yeah love l-u-v love <laughs> and who so clever <laughs> they they their, their fractured mind just continues to fracture even further Right. I don't know. That's just that's just my take on it. Yeah. But um, obviously, just speculation. But I, I mean, it, at least it seems to me that's kind of right. what it was looking at, which again points to the fact that these are distinct 
individuals. Yeah. They have personalities. Mm -hmm. They're not just carbon copy, like replicants off of an assembly line, mm -hmm. which is a simply, which is essentially what they are. Yeah. But then they're let loose, and that's when you know experiences and so forth. That's what makes them distinct, and that's that's a, largely what humanity is. Because right. it's the compilation, the aggregation of all these different weird little experiences we all have. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> but. Okay, the other thing I didn't get. Okay. I get it from an emotional standpoint. Why Ryan Gosling made it his mission to get Harrison Ford to his daughter. Right? I get that. But I don't get why it was part of the overarching mission. From that lady and the prostitute. Well, that was the thing that there was a bit of confusing stuff for me in the film as well. Because the replicant movement wanted to kill Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what's his name couldn't get to him? So Wallace couldn't get him, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. he's trying to get to him. Well, Wallace is trying to get Harrison Ford so that he can figure out what the key is, what Tyrell, because he hasn't unlocked this one last thing that Tyrell did, which was creating replicants that can procreate. Yeah. And so he wants Deckard and he wants, I guess, Rachel's remains in order to, 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 to figure that, to get that one last piece of the puzzle. Because mm -hmm. then he, he can make a fully uh, self-replicating, pardon the pun, uh, slave labor force. Um. Was and, it just supposed to be an emotional thing then? Hmm? I mean, I think it's definitely a, a big emotional part okay. of the film. So I, right. I would say that's that's more than that was the main parts. drive. Yeah, was the emotions as opposed to? I mean, I would need to watch it again to fully decide. But yeah, aside from the plot, okay. That's what I'll go with. All right. What emotions? Well, I'm confused now. I'm just I'm, wondering I'm, why Ryan Gosling. In in my mind, he was getting. Harrison Ford to his daughter for the for the the success of his his people. Well, I mean, it could free will. He wasn't getting if he was doing again. He'd been taught to be subservient, right? Mm -hmm. That's he was programmed to be subservient. Yeah. And he was taught so his his whole life he obeyed the police force, the LAPD. They said go mm -hmm. retire this replicant. And he would. They said go retire this replicant. Mm -hmm. and he would. And so he was essentially killing his own kind. And he had no issues with this. And then all these other strange experiences about, uh, particularly pertaining to replicants being able to procreate. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that throws a wrench in the, in the, in the, in the cogs. And so at that point, that's when his mind kind of goes click, 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 skips a gear. And then he's, right. he's off his baseline. And, um, that's when he begins to wonder, am I just a replicant? Am I? But the point is that, that at that point, that's when this whole question of free will starts coming into it. Because he's been subservient. He's been obeisant his entire life. And then uh, this happens, and all of a sudden, free will. Yeah. Do I go kill Deckard? Do I go retrieve him? Uh, what is the good thing to do? And so he... Again, because the whole question is free will, he, he decides, I'm going to do the proper thing. I'm going to take this man to see his daughter. Okay. I'm not going to kill him because the rep because if he just obeys what the replicants tell him to do, he's still just a replicant. 
right? Yeah. It's yeah. that's the catch twenty two is you're helping your own kind if you go kill this man. Okay. He's still just a replicant. I... And if he exercises free will, he shows that he has moved beyond being a replicant to being a fully formed, fully functioning human. There we are. There you go. <laughs> All done. I, there are other people who could argue with me, I'm sure. No. And I'd love to, I'd love to hear other My interpretations other of it, but that's, that's how I see it. This is like just Chloe question time. Okay. Didn't the daughter work in the Wallace building? No. Whose building was she working she, in? That was her building. That was she, her building? She was, How did she yes. get a building? She was, she was talking about that. Oh, that's right. That. She was an independent contractor. She was an independent yeah. contractor. Wallace tried to buy her out, and she said no. I get it now. And she, she mentioned something at one point, I don't remember it fully, but I guess her adoptive parents had set her up with the building because she had some sort of autoimmune disease. Oh, she actually did have an autoimmune disease? I don't know. Okay. I think I think they it's don't. It's just they don't, so murky that uh, area. Ambiguity. They don't I'm just explain so that. Confused. Yeah, I think I I don't think she actually had an autoimmune disease. I think they just kept her shut off and then kind of played that. Yeah, so, so, so that could nobody be. could figure out. Oh, so they knew that she's a replicant. Oh, I'm so, oh god. It is. Okay. But all right. Yeah. I mean, that's not that bad. Also, they had Frank Sinatra singing a song originally sung by Fred Astaire in it piss me off but that's neither I here like or there song. i like i like the song oh, yeah and, and i the, prefer when uh first they're singing it i prefer he's the chairman of the freaking board yeah but it was for his first their song i don't care yeah frank sinatra <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna stare over frank sinatra yeah. every day of the week all right never i did love the showroom sequence that though. was with Elvis that's Presley the one that stands out in my mind the most. lighting all of that, that was awesome and then they had the, then they had the the nolly or the uh, bollywood thingy in the background yeah and was, then they had Mary, well, who was that was marilyn monroe, monroe yeah. right yeah it was just the coolest yeah it was great oh and uh, dave bautista didn't talk about him he was good at the very beginning yeah that was so funny actually is a few of the reviews that i've read about the film actually uh Mentioned Dave Batista, and, and one of them says he just gets better every film he does. Because <laughs> yeah, he's Which, he's kind of hit and miss. Like I like him in Guardians and Spectre, eh. But I like him in Spectre. He didn't have much role to do. It was just you know, you are creepy thug. Yeah. And he did it. He played it to the hilt. I but thought he did he, a good job. I don't know who he, this man is. He was a former wrestler. I've he's, never seen any of these. He's movies. Drax the Destroyer Guardians of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. The guy with the weird body paint and the I knives. Didn't see it. You didn't, you didn't see, see it either. I have no interest. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. I Big. Missing... You're missing out. They're oh, actually... he's like the new Rock. Yeah, kind no, of. No, kind of. not really. He's literally the new Somewhere. Rock. He's just following the. Oh, he was that nice guy. Okay. I know who he is now. <laughs> but great opening scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know? I, I I thought he Dave Batista did a spectacular job. Very good presence. It was a really really intense scene. Yeah. It was good stuff. Mm -hmm. It was good movie. Yeah. My favorite relationship was between Ryan Gosling and... The, the girl? The, the last. The hologram? Yeah. The wee last. It was, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, it was I a beautiful relationship. And yeah. I think some Unless of the... you think about it too much. Because mm -hmm. you could argue that it's... Well, if he if she's just everything, he... It's, it's fine. You know what? what? <laughs> I'm going to have a brain freeze. What? Okay. So, <laughs> so to me... Well, because I'm me, I think that she's real and independent, but that just isn't realistic. You mean real and independent is like she's a real person? Yeah. Like she's a real girl? Yeah, like she really does love him. Lars and the Real Girl? Oh. I love that movie so much. Great film. But that is unrealistic. 
in the world of the movie. Yeah. Right? So she's... Which makes it all the more sad. She... Well, yeah. She's the... <laughs> she... She represents the part of him he, like, can't... Like, the emotional part of him he doesn't understand, I think. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I guess. Unless you think about it too much, and then she doesn't really have an identity, which is sad. Yeah. But he wants her to, so that's good. <laughs> There's just so much. Mm-hmm. Poor <laughs> Denis, why have you done this There's to us? There's just I so think, much. Well, I think it's interesting. I mean, this, uh, that's their, it's created as a program. I mean, this is like a mass mass produced right. program, right? But then it personalizes. And I didn't get it until they showed the giant one. I missed yeah. it. Yeah. Which was awesome. I loved. I love some of those weird things that they did with the advertising and stuff. Oh yeah, throwbacks to the original film. Yeah, yeah. But also wholly new for this one. Did mm. you recognize her in the trailer? Because they showed. They kept showing I, that in the trailer. I had no idea what the giant I one. I didn't either. I had no clue that. Yeah, was I mean, there. I do love that scene where he's like, "Oh, wow, she can do this for anyone." Yeah. And it's kind of like how it is. God, it her. was so sad. Well, but, but that, okay. but at the same time, it's sort of weird that, that she's at one point refers to him as Joe. Right. Well, I think she's. It's because it's her name minus the letter. <laughs> uh, that could be it. That could be <laughs> it. Just changing that's that what I thought the it e. was. I thought she's was. It's almost like a. Uh, well, it's so strange trying though, to make because... him seem human. But I think it was. Well, I think it was him wanting someone else to. Um, what's the word? Tell him basically he's humanize human. him. Yeah, well, he well, wanted to be a, a real boy. The interesting thing about <laughs> it, though... Pinocchio situation. <laughs> well, well, what's so interesting about this, and we'll get more into this with, with Ghost in the Shell, but what's so interesting about this is, okay, if we've got these bioengineer replicant thingies, and they do become essentially human, yeah. they have a soul, they have emotion, they have free will. Why shouldn't she? Well, what's to say that AI cannot develop these things as well? Yeah. Like My sister so, is obsessed with AI obsessed really? this is has nothing to do with what we're talking about but i'd feel remiss if i didn't mention it <laughs> okay i haven't seen jim in a while <laughs> she is literally obsessed with ai and she hasn't seen this yet that's why I'm, she loves well i mean because in her you you get that because the you start to see that scarlett johansson is starting to have like oh i just want to explore this world and be in this environment and experience what that feels like and so it's the same thing with this kind mm-hmm. of where She's trying on all these different outfits, and she was trying to connect with him in various ways. And whether that's real or not, it's still there, you know. So, and it makes it all the more heartbreaking. Well, it's she, just she can't. It's just she's it's just a little stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just interesting because you think I mean there's certain hmm? certain scenes where where like the scene where she's insisting that he has a name. That, right. he, that he adopt a name. It's because he wants one, I think. I think it's I, unfortunately. Because yeah, it helps him well, feel. My heart says no, but my brain makes says him feel yes. More special. I think it's nothing yeah. more than that. It makes him feel distinct. And was that and before or after? It he, was before. It was when he was thinking about it. Yeah, so then he's like, oh, maybe I he am human. The, Someone the react, gave me a yeah. name. I'm, I'm a human. Yeah. I'm a real boy. Yeah. Maybe. And it's really funny because uh, I know three different people whose name is R.K. Really? Yeah. Huh. Just and the letter. Two of them are <laughs> we, so I feel like if they see this in 15 years, they'll be offended. But Maybe. Anyway. Last well, not in 15 years, you know. We'll <laughs> come back then. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. 
feel like there's loads we're not talking about. There's so much stuff in this movie. It is. It's, there's just so it's much dense. stuff. It's really dense. Lordy. I, oh, I love the uh, the look of Jared Leto's headquarters. You know, with the golden yes. pillars? And he's super That's rich because it's all wood. Yeah. yeah. And like the pillars and all that. So, yeah, fantastic. Just the weird room. It's a, just a giant box. Oh, and the no. whole floor is water, and he's got oh, the yeah, little walkway yeah, yeah, to the yeah. platform with the chairs. I didn't the like leather. his little bug things. I right. like those. I thought those I were thought sort of creepy and interesting. Jared Leto is a real person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he's blind. He's Wallace. He's blind, so he made himself a cyborg. You mean well, he made he made little fake eyes, and he's got the neural implant thing yeah. that he hooks yeah, up, I, and because I think those kind of like are like just like a sensory. Yeah. And they maybe could no, they, do... No, they have camera, because didn't they show... Didn't he watch Love's reaction? Oh, she was crying again in that scene. Yeah. She cried a but lot. I mean, I mean, I think they're also just kind of sensing, like, the room and kind of relate to him what's happening, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's got a... Could be sonar. Could be. <laughs> there was the one that was always making those weird little clicky noises. Yeah. I hated that so much. Hmm. I loved it. Like, I thought if it was... I had to listen... No, just the noise. Like, that's oh. one that you have. Everyone has noises like that. If I had to listen to that for two more minutes than I did, I would have lost You'd see it. Love standing there like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess she was very angry. Would so have lost I, it. Maybe that's one of the reasons why. Can't stand that beep anymore. Can't stand it. <laughs> Sorry, my dog's stretching right in front of us. Hey, baby. It's really cute. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm trying to think there's much... I mean, there's plenty more we can talk about. I mean, there's a ton to talk about. The like the orphanage. Stunning. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, the like, orphanage was so The depressing. orphanage. Oh, the orphanage. Yeah. Well, yeah, we haven't talked about that. All right, let's get into it now. Um, well, I mean, that oh, was I just. I love the uh, the uh, attack scene where he crashes, mm -hmm. and then they have like have the saw, yeah. and they get him out, and then he, they just go under attack. People are exploding. It's amazing. Yeah. Loved it. It was confusing. I mean, I get it. It's just too much for me to think about. Too much movie. I'm just too deep a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dense movie. Can't take it all in. There's a lot to And the guy from The Walking Dead was the orphanage runner. I mean, I haven't watched The he's Walking good. Dead in a while, but... Yeah. I thought I recognized him. Yeah, he's the guy in the very first episode. Uh, uh, okay, that's basically all I've seen. Mm -hmm. So there we are. Yeah. Go figure. So... There were still some loose ends. I cannot tell Oh, there's, Oh, there's... There's definitely some loose ends. This well, is that's... the thing I have... This is the reason, because... Uh, I just want everything to make sense, especially when it's a sci-fi movie, and I just want it's least appropriate for it to make sense. Right. You that's know? A, or that's, that's weird... Rather, it's when it's most allowed for it not to make total sense. Well, but I, but I, I need it. Fortunate. I just that's need it. what I like so much about this is it's yeah, so many loose ends. So, people love that. I hate that. I well, that. that's... I mean, the first film, there are a lot of loose ends. And oh, yeah. it mirrors that with this newer film because it doesn't feel the need to explain everything and to show you what's going to happen next. That's and it leaves yeah. a lot of that to, to your interpretation. The story, I don't think they leave loose ends. The, the, the whole story. See, to me, some of it just didn't make any sense. She has these little drones that can go around and find whoever she wants them to find and all this stuff. She could have done it on her own. I don't understand why everybody needed Ryan Gosling when he wasn't even special. Not that you're but not he special, was. Ryan. But you know. He's special. I know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> He's the gauze. Oh, here, here comes the mailman. Hello, mailman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it is the fact that he 
he was a, de a detective. As a Blade Runner, he's a full detective, right. and so he had access to a lot of the information and resources right. that some of these people maybe don't have. Mm -hmm. um, and even Love, working for Wallace Corp, doesn't have some of the access that Ryan Gosling would have had. So, you know, in order to get Rachel's bone, she, she's got to go in and kill the uh, Which she can do super easily. Yeah. Is my point. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll hear maybe one last question. Is this better yeah. than the original? Yeah. Or is it is it as good? Or is it it's as good. As good. In uh, some senses, it's better. In some senses, it's... Because the Blade Runner, again, was an epochal film in terms of a lot of what it did. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was one of the first films that Industrial Light Magic did um, coming out of the Star Wars series. Because mm -hmm. Industrial Light Magic was part and parcel Lucas films. Uh, and so all it did was Star Wars, and I think Blade Runner was its first venture outside of the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. uh, I may be wrong. I can't remember everything exactly chrono in, in chronology uh so if anybody out there knows and 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 can correct me on that they will stop know, listening by now the people, yeah. who, the people who actually know stuff you know, like, oh, we're wrong about so much stuff <laughs> <laughs> these guys are awful i mean they're all morons i mean i'll say it's just as good for me could, could it's could just be, as good for could me could be better on rewatches i don't know i mean i, I liked think, it better i think visually by both are stunning but far. Honestly, the visuals in this one are just outstanding. outstanding. Yeah. I mean, it's such a beautiful film to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the, again, the first one because it was such a new sort of film at the time, and in this one, I think it's it can't. You know, we right. had the first Blade Runner; it's not new anymore. That's what I'm but saying. I'm just jaded. But as a piece of technical work. And as a piece of story, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's a challenging film to watch, so if you haven't seen it, it's, you really got to be like into it, you know? Because it challenges you. Which one? Sure. Blade Runner. I, uh, wonder, I wonder if that's part of why it's not doing well at the box office is because it's such a challenging film. I think it's Maybe. such an interesting thing that they brought it back, period. It is just confusing to me. Because yeah. none of my friends have seen Blade Runner. They have to see, tell them well, they need but, to see Blade Runner. No, I know. The director's cut. <laughs> no, that's not what I cut. mean. I just mean it's not like, like it makes sense they brought Star Wars back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm glad well, they made this movie, well, obviously. I, mean, I, I really I, liked it. But it's just confusing to me what they, I just don't know, I just that. don't know what they were expecting. Well, I mean, I think, I, I think financially, even though it's not doing well now, I think this is really going to have some staying power. Just yeah. like, yeah, the, me just kind of, just what happens with the original. Well, I know, not I know when they, as soon as it comes out DVD, I'm going to go get the super awesome box whatever, right? Right. Uh, that's, that's a done deal. Mm -hmm. I so love Blade Runner so much, and then this one has so far exceeded my expectations. I will go buy it with the goofy little Deckard K figures <laughs> and the little flying car and the whole thing. I don't care. Yeah. I'll look like an utter tool fanboy. That's fine. Mm -hmm. That's how much I love this There's film. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. I mean, but, but I think I think I'd get a little joy one. She's so cute. I wanted to be her for Halloween. That jacket is dope. Dude, I want Ryan Gosling's the jacket. The jacket. Yeah, Ryan Gosling's jacket. No, with the her collar. rain jacket is so cute. Oh, it was cool. Yeah. Her. That's what matters. That's the takeaway from this movie. Is the costumes Fashion. were excellent. Her, 
Yeah. Her fashion sense. Yeah. But I think his fashion sense. I do have to admit, love, love, (laughs) as as crazy as she was, amazing fashion sense. Her bangs, right? Oh my god, the hairdos, the dresses, (laughs) her shoes, the whole, the whole thing, the The whole ensemble. The shoes were so cool. Did you notice the shoes? I did. Was that the heel? I noticed the shoes. So cool. But I mean, I think through word word of mouth, this will. I hope so. I hope it has some. I mean, you should really see it. Yeah, because people are like, I haven't seen the original. So I'm not going to go see it in the theater. I don't yeah. think you quite need to. I, I don't think you need to either. I but think like, no, any good no, sequel, this is a really spectacular. Yeah. I think now, now that it's been out, people are going to be like, "Oh no, you don't need to see it." Like, it's, no. you know, blah blah blah. So this is a good standalone film. It doesn't. Yeah. You don't. I think you would gain a lot, a lot by seeing the original. Go see the director. Yeah, I mean, everybody I should see so the director's too. cut. It's just a remarkable film. Uh-huh. But you I don't can even still... know which one I watched. Oh. What a mess. <laughs> I watched it a bunch when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm spent. You just want to close up shop now? Yeah. <laughs> just stop the show. We're May done. as well. That'd be um, okay with me. I don't like ghosts on the show. You didn't? No. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. Well, anything else before we wrap up Blade Runner? No. You got to We see this about everything. You got to see you it. You have to see it in theaters. Yeah. Go see it in theaters. You the just theater. have to. But don't wait for this on DVD. I mean, this is another film that's so visually stunning. You absolutely and the sound it. is amazing. Don't the sound, insult the yeah. Deep Meister. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's like Kurosawa level. Like it is. every single shot <clears throat> is a beautiful it is. It's photograph. It's so mm-hmm. stunning. It's so stunning. Yeah, I'm done now. All right. Okay. Well, after that brief discussion about Blade Runner. <laughs> Let's go into it. It's a and, long movie. It is, it is a long movie. It deserves yeah. a long discussion. Yeah, go pee before you go see yeah. it. Yeah. No joke. Empty bladder. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's jump into Ghost in the Shell. So we've got a clip for this one. Let's take a listen. What's a simulated experience again? Well, all your memories about your wife and daughter are false. They're like a dream. Someone's taken advantage of you. They were trying to make you ghost hack into some government officials. Do you understand what I'm saying? But that can't be. I've been to your home. It's a bachelor's apartment. No one's there. But I already told you. I rented that room when I separated from my wife. I checked the records. You've been living there over 10 years. The truth is, you've never had a wife or kid. Like he said, they aren't real. They're a simulated experience. A fantasy. Look. This is the photo you showed to your co-worker. Who do you see? I had a picture of her. She was there. She was smiling like an angel. What's her name? How old is she? Where'd you meet your wife and when did you marry her? I'm sorry to put you through this, pal. Come on, who do you see? So, Ghost in the Shell was released in 1995. Not to be confused with the new one that just came out a few months Stop, ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's directed by Mamoru Oshii. Mamoru Oshii. There you go. <laughs> and stars Atsuko Tanaka, Akio Atsuka, and Kochi Yamidera. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, Not really. No. <laughs> uh, I can say the names if you want me to. I do speak some Ooh, Japanese. Go for it. Go for it. Horribly Brandon. rusty, but. I want to hear how different they right are. There. Can, you, uh, can you lean in? Akio Otsuka, Koichi Yamadera, and Atsuko Tanaka. 
Cool. Do you want to read the plot synopsis too? Uh, sure. A cyborg policewoman and her partner hunt a mysterious and powerful hacker called the Puppet Master. Ningyo's guy. Cool. That's what the Puppet Master is. Ningyo's guy. Cool. Wow. So, uh, now, Chloe, have you seen this before? No. Oh. I Shocking. Thought, I, I thought you had. Um, Why would you ever think <laughs> were you that? Were you even alive? I thought, no, no exactly. not for 10 years. I thought, are you, Lauren. A, are you an anime head? Heck no. Oh, because Kira was talking about anime the other day. I was like, oh, that it's maybe, because... maybe Chloe is, so. Never mind. What do you think of this thing? No, gracias. No? Negative five? I like I like a lot of the... Well, no, I shouldn't say a lot because there's a, there's a big world out there and that I don't understand. But I like the, ba- you know, the basic ones. Like the basic Spirited ones? Away and... Kiki's oh, you like the... Yeah, you like the Miyazaki stuff. Yeah, I like oh, Miyazaki. Yeah. Yeah, same. Except for Porco Rosso. You did like Porco Rosso? Porco Rosso is oh, awesome. It's such an enjoyable, charming <laughs> it's movie. It's so good. It's, I just said yeah, that for it's the so reaction. Charming. But, yeah. Curses. We'll have to do a retro <laughs> review of that, too. Porco Rosso. Totally, totally would. I've got that on DVD. That Dragonfly oh, yeah, movie, that was the saddest thing I've ever seen. Did you oh, see that one? Grave, the Grave of the Dragonflies. Oh, the Fireflies. Fireflies, sorry. Yeah. That was bad. That was, yeah. yeah well. Anyway, so I like those, so I'm not completely, I'm not just a... <laughs> So what was your what was your issue with this one? Thought it was boring. It was really slow. I'll say I'll say there. While I do like the movie, it definitely is slow. It is it's slow, slow AF. It is boring. I mean, it's only an hour and a half, but it's and it, it feels it, it extended my. That's the thing I'll give it. It in some ways made me live six hours longer than I've actually lived. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh gosh, but yeah, and well, the colors were not. I didn't. Wasn't into, I get it. I get it because like the the cyberpunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. but also no. Well, I I didn't much care for the animation style. Um, I like it. I think it was. It's considerably better than a lot of anime out there. It's kind of grungy, and but it, it's not. It's kind it, of grimy. It doesn't do a good job of capturing the anime not style enough. of Masamune Shiro, who's the guy that originally wrote the manga that it's based mm-hmm. on. Um, I mean it's. As an animated film, it's head and shoulders above a lot of the stuff out there. That being said, the source material a actually less misogynistic. Yeah, well, you want Still don't man, don't even don't even just a little less. You can't even get into misogynistic with with Japanese this animated I stuff. That's I like can't deal with it. That's yeah. such a foreign concept to 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 the anime world. No, I'm not even going to get into Japanese culture in general. <laughs> Just the anime world is. That's a whole other thing. It was very distracting in this movie. That was well, I mean, another thing. I, so I, I like the movie. I think, like, I just, I really like the Ghost in the Shell. Idea? Yeah. I would have read it and if so it was a short story. I'd be like, all right, cool. And so I'm always curious about what they're doing. Like, I enjoyed the Hollywood adaptation somewhat, and I like the various ideas. And even Well, the if, ideas, I mean, a lot of the stuff that uh, and the, and the Shiro... Character. The major, I like the major character. Yeah, she's awesome. I mean, the whole cast of characters, Bato and Ishikawa and, and some of the guys that you don't see in this, Pazu and, and Saito and those guys. Um, it, uh, the original, the original comic book version, the original manga is fascinating. And Shiro Masamune, when he actually does uh, a fully fledged story, a ton of research 
a ton. I mean, it definitely of research. seems well researched. And he does this in terms of of the mech design. If you look at the, his mech design, it's really original. And I mean, the the tanks that he has in this are what he calls the think tanks. But the big tank at the end <laughs> of it, and how it's insectoid rather than being like a big box on treads, right? Mm-hmm. And so he he has all these weird little interesting design philosophies that he incorporates I like that he that puts kind of stuff. yeah and he puts a ton of research into it and he puts a ton of research into cutting edge sort of philosophical thought on what is ai and what is the nature yeah. of human existence and versus ai and how will humanity evolved how uh, artificial intelligence evolved i mean just just loads of research and the problem is that an might hour help half, someone like me who he's got with. he no he has seriously <laughs> if you look at his congress he has yeah. huge appendices in the back to cover all of the research that he's done for these things. Mm. And it's fascinating reading. Uh, at the same time, you know, the, well, I mean, that makes that makes it a problem trying to condense all this down to an hour and a half film, which it covers a lot of the really interesting stuff as to, you know, what is, what is artificial intelligence? If you've got humanity that can digitize its personalities, what did it, at that point is humanity? And then how, how do those consciousnesses evolve? Right, and that was weird. It, that was bizarre. Well, it's interesting. How does humanity evolve? We procreate, right? And yeah. so we we mix our genes together. That's why incest is is bad. It's because you uh, get same genes and then you get it, it deteriorates Extra genes. And, yeah, yeah. You get you know thumbs yeah. sticking out of foreheads and stuff like that, right? So, um. That's why people choose other partners and they procreate and they, they make a whole new set of genes and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, obviously... My parents I'm, I'm... are step-siblings. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, talking about manga scenarios. Yeah. They were grown when they met. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyways. But, I mean, I, I do... I really like the puppet master as a villain mm-hmm. i think he's a very interesting villain and because he's what? he's he's not really I, I, a villain though is yeah, the interesting thing about right. it and even just the look of the character is great you know yeah well i mean it's it's one of those things that it challenges you know what is gender at that point if you've got wholly you know self-aware consciousnesses that don't necessarily have or aren't gender specific they do not form or, or or arise emerge within a body and so they don't need a body to procreate and that's kind of the interesting thing about this is making a new consciousness but then i mean that's what procreation is is you mix genes well it got forced well, into a body idea. i mean you could but it wanted could, it that's the whole point that the thing wanted a, a body a right? no it didn't want a body it was forced into a body so that section six which was like the foreign affairs section or something like that. Anyway. Yeah, it's like a special. So, it's all nonsense. That's why I can't understand. <laughs> well, it's it's confusing. It took me. It, I've watched this a few times, and Same. it took me a while to, to catch on to this. But yeah. it's a little confusing. But section six, uh, one one of the other government sections had had created an, an artificial intelligence that it used for corporate espionage right. and all kinds of other things, I got right? That. And so then the AI became self-aware, yeah, which it didn't that. like because it didn't want it going out and spreading information about what it had been doing. Uh-huh. And so Section 6 found out about this, forced it into a body, and they were going to destroy the body in order to wipe out its consciousness, to just destroy the AI. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's why the AI went to Section 9, which is the major and right. all those guys, right? And um, it approached the major in specific because the major, uh, and this is something I don't think comes out in the film, but the major was the first full cyborg body, mm-hmm. full prosthetic body, yeah, I conscious read that. person. I uh, her, in, her, her, and I use the term loosely because actually the major in the comics doesn't even know what its original gender was. Well, they like well, tried well, to do that. Well, I mean, that's like an interesting thing. If like you have the male, like a male spirit or male mind put into the body of the major, a female mm-hmm. looking body, does that make her or does that make him female or both or neither? Yeah. Because yeah. the body is a prosthetic. Right. The body but is in, nothing. In terms of being, which is the interesting thing about it. Though, is is Masamune Shiro does little things. I mean, some of it is very obviously just like straight up cheesecake to sell stuff, right? But then other times <laughs> Sure. <laughs> if you, sure. you should you should you should straight up cheesecake. <laughs> yeah. But um but uh some of it also, you know, if you've got uh, a naked woman. Constantly. But that is. It's not a woman. It's not. It's it's a, it's a constructed body. Exactly. It's a constructed by body. By a bunch of men, which is why and I don't so does buy that, the. That, does excuse. that make? Does that make? Does that? What is it to sexualize? Well, yeah. What is it to sexualize that body at that point? Exactly. It's creepy. It's crazy. It's, and exactly. Creepy. It's yeah, weird and creepy and crazy. But I don't think they're aware of that. I think, I think, they think are. I don't think it's self-aware at all. Yes nope. and no. Nope. Yes and no. It ain't. Yes and no. It ain't. <laughs> Apples and oranges. Yes and no. I think I think there is a little, there is some intent get, there to play with. I care a little bit because the dude, the because somehow, oh god, because the dude covers her up and everything because he's in love with her or whatever. Yeah. Somebody should tell him he's gay. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's just, it's just, well, I mean, that's oh, a whole other question. Well, the so major, much. the major is not really certain of his, her slash gender, but self-identifies as a woman. Always chooses female prosthetic well, bodies. Oh, right? I didn't know they chose the major chose. So this is an interesting body. thing to be discussing in the HB two state. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the I HB2 mean, state. do what you want. <laughs> do what you want. Just be Get happy, real. unless you're creating these characters. To be well, see, that's 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 nothing. kind because of because what was the point of um, having the of what? it just makes no sense to form a body that way, especially if it's supposed to be like and <laughs> to make you uncomfortable as someone who does sports and everything, it's easier as a man. Well, if you let me put it this way, <laughs> and this is something that comes up in Blade Runner as well, actually, is if you are creating these things and you're making them to be mass marketed. And obviously, there are going to be people looking for the pleasure models, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And obviously, I mean, it, it it jumps towards, you know, sort of male fantasies of, of sexual sort of yeah. female uh, archetypes. But I mean, you know, just as easily, there could be pleasure models created for women that all look like Ryan Gosling, for all I know. Right. Yeah. So. But they don't do that, do they? Maybe one day. Maybe they. Maybe they do. <laughs> maybe they do. But again, it's it's more. Can only hope. Male. Male. Wait, so the major so chauvinism or male the major whatever you want to. Chooses 
Was that in the movie and I missed it? No. Okay. Maybe it was. I so can't I'm remember. So I'm watching the darn movie. I have it's not read all the darn comics. Movie. What, We're talking about the movie, not the no, no, source no. material. What you need to what you need to watch is the the animated series. <laughs> watch the animated series. Uh standalone complex. We're talking about the movie here. Oh, and well, actually, that's and I know you haven't seen it yet. Um, the oh, Scarlet Witch coding show. What? Oh, I thought that's the only other animation. I oh really no, I was know. talking about the the Hollywood adaptation where the character is in a uh, car crash and she's just put into this. They stole that from that Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Anyone? Anyone? Jake Gyllenhaal movie? Same thing. He was in the, uh, on the train. The train Jake Gyllenhaal this movie. Comic book originally came out. The Major's Persona originally. All of this the happened. With the car crash. Back in the nineteen nineties. With the car crash. Yeah. No, but where she's just put into this, this body, and, you know, and she wakes up, and she's like, okay, so I'm in this body. And so she's being yeah. forced into this uh, yeah, she type of choose. female body, and that's interesting and weird also. Yeah. Because oh what she, well, if she was put into a male body or something. Well, I mean, that's, that's something else that he plays with in the comic books is, why is he even a human body? Yeah. Doesn't need to be a human body. Well, you could easily implant your. You could easily implant your your persona, your your mind. Also, if you can be invisible, you've been invisible the whole time. Seems to make stuff a lot easier. I think that would just be kind of weird after a while. Yeah. You gotta have. It's. I feel like you would want to have a presence. I think they need to have a reason, a more solid reason. If you're gonna. Well, put there in that are. Kind of stuff. Again, again, these are things that he talks about in the comic books about regulations regarding thermoptic camouflage, oh, right? You can't like just have a, everybody running around know, in like, invisible suits. Like all we the were time. saying before, like Blade Runner is a good standalone movie, right? And that's you know, if if a movie's good, it'll be good standalone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't understand how people love this movie. So the people who like live for this movie, uh, they I actually know, I know live. People. They actually live for all of that. Is that the deal? Because the movie I mean, itself is stupid. I would just just agree with that. I don't think like, that I mean, the movie's stupid. Who There's like no information. It's just it's this incomplete. Is why I have a, like I said, yeah. I have well, again, the source material. The source material is incredibly rich, and so trying to condense that into an hour and a half. But I mean, I think it's because it, it kind of started this huge series of Ghost yeah. in the Shell films and series. Mm-hmm. There's shows. more. Oh yeah, there's like yeah. TV shows. There are, I think, three different animated TV series. There are there's a, a lot. few films based yeah. on this, and then there's the live action film based on it. But oh my it, gosh, I was watching that one, like bits of that one. Which uh, one? The Scarlett Johansson one to compare to. Uh-huh. It's not just that she's white; they're all white. Not her uh, boss. No, the boss is actually the, played by a guy, guy. B. Takeshi. Yeah, he's the white hair dude. The guy yeah. who likes her in the movie? Yeah. He's Bato, white. Bato. And right. then the guy she's oh, it's, fighting. Oh, it's Hollywood whitewashing. Oh, my it's gosh. Fine. Yeah. I didn't realize that, though. I thought it was just about Scarlett Johansson. No. But they're all like that. Oh, my gosh. Well, obviously not all of them, as I was corrected. Because I haven't, mm. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. I saw, oh, I didn't know. Well, again, it's, it's one of those things, whitewashing, or you take stars that are readily accessible to an American audience. And use people, because if you put a bunch of very famous Japanese actors in it, yeah, I mean American it, audiences go, "Who the hell are these people?" Yeah, I mean it, 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 it. I hate saying it, but I mean it makes sense why they cast her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if they I put, don't. You know, it, it's not good that they did that. I don't necessarily like, agree with it. She's good in the movie, and so I'm but, fine with that. But like, I, 
It doesn't mean I'm okay with her yeah. replacing I don't know that Japanese. I... Is the American one more feminist? I mean, it's... She's not uh, nude when she goes, uh, like, rogue. <laughs> <laughs> or well, it's not even that so much. When she's, like, doing her uh, yeah. kick attacks and well, everything. So in the, in the one we watched, <laughs> the anime one, it bothers me because it's seems pretty frivolous. Kind of well, a lot of, a lot of those scenes she's yeah. actually wearing, she is wearing a, a skin bodysuit, but the thing is, it's like super, super tight skin bodysuit. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, in the American one, I mean, it's PG-13, so obviously they had to do it, but it's like a yeah. skin suit, you know. But then, like, in the animated one, all the underling, I guess, workers, like, on the computer, typed on the computer, all the women... They're just, it's the same cartoon woman over and over again. Oh, is it? That is insulting. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're not real people. Oh, they're AIs. They are, yeah. they're just androids. They're just straight up androids. Hmm. There aren't any, like, full on, well, I might be wrong, whatever. I know, like, almost everyone has parts, right? They're, like, all cyborgs, right? There's one, but Togusa, the, only... the guy with the mullet yeah, yeah. and the revolver. Uh-huh. He's full human. Yeah, I know that. Bato has a few. He's got cybernetic. Yeah, in, my like, point is, almost everybody has some bits. So mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that. They got some bits. <laughs> they, got, they got bits and bombs. But like the full, the only full, like major. Yeah. Those they're only like women. They show being all naked and stuff. Right. You know what I'm just saying? Yeah, oh, I agree. I mean, it's a little. I don't care about nudity. One sided. So to speak. Yeah. That's Japan. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just or the male uh, male mentali- mentality, I guess. Well, again, I guess. comic book is a little different. Yeah, but but I mean, it's unfortunately that's just the nature of the game with mangas. There's a lot of really uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. overly sexualized kind of yeah. stuff well, in it. You could argue that that's not important because I said other stuff isn't important as to what makes a good film. So in that vein, it was just boring. <laughs> I agree. It was it was on the slow side. If it weren't for the actual content of some of the stuff that they discussed in the I film, mean, I, I'd just say it's it's the first time I saw it, I was not poop. crazy about it, but I watched it a few more times, kinda of like the Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it more. Yeah, I appreciate it more, not necessarily as as a piece of work, but as like a lot of the ideas that it introduces and some of the things it plays around with. Oh, and I do love the I do love the the chase scene through the uh, market, the the neighborhood area. You yeah. know, and then there's the mm-hmm. all the cloaking and all, just all all that stuff is great. Oh, great. and the fight scene. And I the thought it looked better in construction the construction site with the puddle, the water. Live action. What's up? I thought it looked better in the live it looked, action. Yeah, the, it looks the live action is very visually great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get enough credit. No, I mean, not a, eh. not a masterpiece, Meh. but it's good. It's good. Good. Yes. It's good. And I like uh, What's-His-Face is the puppet master. Michael Caine. Or... No. Michael Caine? <laughs> Michael, Michael Caine. Pitt. Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt, I think his name is. Oh, that guy. Yeah, from that guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's good. All right. He's he good. was in, he was in, he was starred with Ryan Gosling in a movie. Just bringing it back around with Sandra Bullock, Murder by Numbers. Never saw that. Not great, but it was my Ryan Gosling Still, kick. Good. Because have you seen he's the, a good actor. Have you seen the, what's that one called? The follower or the one about where he's a neo Nazi? Yep. 
I've seen. I'm telling you, I've seen I've everything heard, with Ryan. Yeah, I've really heard okay. that that's really. I don't good think idea. he's cute it's, or it's, anything. I think he's yeah, a really I mean, good actor. He's like, it's crazy how it's kind of like Tom Hardy when you see him young, like in Band of Brothers. Yeah. They're just they look completely. Have different. you seen Young Hercules? Mm. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Young Hercules. <laughs> no, thank you. My sister and I watched that just uh, for fun. Uh, nice, but cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh. Yeah, I mean, there's we could go on for hours again about this type of movie. So. It's just like gray, watery soup. That's Ew. what I think of when I think of <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, dirty dishwater. You're... Yeah, basically, to me, that this movie dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. <laughs> dumpster fire is too exciting. That's oh, my phrase. True. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, out of five stars, Chloe, you go first. Uh, that's a four for Let me. Give me a second to think of any redeeming qualities so I can be fair. So you can go first. I give it three. I like the ideas it introduces. It is slow in, in places and it very confusing in terms of the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it takes a while to pull the plot threads together. But um, um, it's 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 an interesting story. It's it's a de- it's a well made film and and uh, uh, I like the ideas. So I give it I give it three. I go four. I'll give, like, a one. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, whew. Uh, I guess we'll get into some trailers, especially since Braden has, we teased it. You know, you got some stuff to say about the um, Weinstein stuff, yeah. so we'll get into that. Yeah, the joke. Oh, yeah, we got to get to that That's joke. That's all I've been oh, thinking about. Sorry, I can't, I can't remember anymore. Oh, it was God. probably, like, people need to stop wine staining or something. That must have been it. No? It was something about having to do, because there's the film out right now, Battle of the Sexes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it had something to do with Harvey Weinstein putting out a a film and it being titled Battle of the Sexists. Uh, Oh. All right. That's good. Yeah. Feel free to use that one. I don't know. If anybody can make that a fully formed joke, go for it. (laughs) Uh, Well, first, let's talk about some trailers. So we got Pacific Rim Uprising, which is the sequel to Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pacific Rim. What action was it, 2013, 2014? 2013, 2013, I think. Action classic. Action and, bonanza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and But it's not being directed by him. I think it's just executive produced by him. I it's was wondering direct, about that. It's not directed, it's not directed by, by him. him. Yeah. No. Who's directing this one? I think it's the guy who did Dare, uh, the showrunner of Daredevil. I'll look it up. Maybe? The first season or the second season? First. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Same. I said that because um, the first season of Daredevil is actually quite good. Oh yeah, I have not seen that either. <clears throat> the second season of Daredevil's Ninjas. Need I say more? <laughs> you know, don't. No, I'll go watch it ASAP. Oh, uh, ninjas! But this is has has John Boyega and a few of the stars from the first one, not Charlie. Hunt. Charlie Day. Charlie Day. And the guy well, that John plays Gottlieb. I don't know yeah. who the hell that guy is, but yeah. But the director is Stephen S. Tonight. That's right. Yeah. Doer of Spartacus. No, he produced Spartacus. Has he ever directed anything? Yes. Daredevil. Okay. There yeah. we are. Yeah. So, what did y'all think of this trailer? I, th- I think, like, I, I, we reviewed it on the show, even. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Pacific Rim. I think this one looks pretty bad, I think. I, I mean, I like a few of the designs of the Jaegers, like the updates of weaponry and the mech designs look cool. I, I thought they were really cool in the first film. Unfortunately, a lot of the mechs die pretty early on. 
Yeah. Which, you know, you see them and you go, ooh, that's cool. And then they kind of, grrr, and then the kaiju comes along and stomps on them and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, you don't really get too invested in the, in the Jaeger designs in the yeah. first one. But, I mean, I, I think Tokido's name was Jaeger. Really? Yeah, that's cool. he skipped three grades. Ooh. Impressive. <laughs> Shout out to Jaeger. <laughs> but I think visually in particular, this does not look good. It's like has this just white out, like overly bright look, and it just does not. And and also Charlie Day looks terrible. Hey, hey, hey. He looks hey, bad. Hey, does he? Hey, hey, hey. I didn't he I mean like the, I, I like barely the, see. No, he was definitely they definitely gave him a makeover. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were trying to go Hang for. On, get my dog. But he definitely had a makeover. His beard was shaved and stuff. And he was wearing like a butt. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's gone from rock and roll doctor to legit doctor or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that's. I thought it was Attack the Block at first. I thought they were like remade. Just probably because John Boyega was in the trailer and they were running around. To... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I like the visuals. I think they keep a lot of the visual style... From the first one. The visual style in the first one. Yeah. They weren't trying to make, you know, what would actual giant robots <laughs> look like? No, they just said, you know, we're, we're straight up sort of copying Japanese animated stuff. So let's not even try to be real. Let's just make goofy, yeah. fun robots. And they did that. And I think they yeah. keep that in the second one. I think it's largely a factor of just change. It looks like this one takes place more Hawaii or something like that. Whereas the first one... A lot of it, the, a lot of the action, a lot of the original action, took place in uh, Alaska, and then a lot of it took place around Hong Kong, and so very you know big cityscapes, big coastlines, snow wall, that kind of thing. Whereas this one, it looks like it's taking place in Hawaii, and I, I you know, at least they're changing with locales rather mm-hmm. than, hey, let's go back to Alaska, let's go back to Hong Kong. You know, they do, they change it up and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, which could be which could be good. Yeah. Could but be. obviously if you're changing the the environment, you can't, you know, have all dull gray. It's it's a tropical beach. Yeah. Everything looks washed out and you Just know. The color palette is not not doing it for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean John Boyega looks good. He do, I mean yeah. Looks good. He's a cool guy. <laughs> looking looking studly. Got his, <laughs> got his got his Jaeger flight suit on. Yeah, looks good. I mean the trailer got me excited. But I don't think I actually want to see it. You know what I mean? It's like that Jackie Chan. The foreigner. Yeah. Ish. With Cho Chang. Yeah, Ish. I'm not. I'm not. Nah. The trailer well, got me kind of amped, and I was like, "Let's be real well, here, me, Chloe. We're well, not going to see this." Yo, we have we have either that or Happy Death Day next week. So. Oh gosh, darn it! Are you kidding me? No. Let me pick a movie. There's nothing else coming out. I'm gonna find one. No, it's pretty. It's pretty slim pickings. Really? Right now. What are you yeah. playing with Chelsea? I'm down for Happy Death Day. Library. I have absolutely. I mean, <laughs> this is. I hate to say this. I hate to say this. Yeah, I hate to say this, but there's absolutely nothing at the Chelsea. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Battle of the Sexes, I actually do want to see. Steve Carell. Yeah. Steve Carell. Well, it's only, this is only, I think, the second week, maybe? Well, it's the 18th month of advertising for it, so I'm sick of it. Yeah, well, the advertising's been out for a while, but the film itself has only been out for about two weeks now, oddly enough. Yeah. Uh, But Steve Carell and Emma Stone, I really like them, and I like the, the sort of context that it puts it in and focusing more on the characters rather than the tennis match itself. Mm-hmm. So I do want to see that. However, the other two films, 
Victoria and Abdul don't care. I saw it. Was it we any good? We talked about this. Huh? Was, it, was it any good? It was sweet. Yeah. It was not... Um... Like mindless fluff piece, right? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it wasn't... Yeah. Marshall. Was... Oh no, that's Marshall's coming out. But is that gonna be? In I'm here? so ready to see that. What is that? Even? It's the one it's with about Thurgood Marshall. Bozeman and. Uh... I'm obsessed with Thurgood Marshall. Oh. I'm in. I heard it's good, so I mean, yeah. I'm in, if that in. one's around, we could check that out. Yeah, I'd like to see that actually. Or American Satan. <laughs> I have not heard of that. Let's do that one. <laughs> oh, that actually sounds kind of. You sure it's not American Satin? (laughs) (laughs) That was the joke he's been building up. (laughs) Boom, boom. It probably is. Thank you, folks. I'll be here all week. Tip your waitress. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. uh, Well, let's get on to The Last Jedi. So, uh, new trailer released, I guess, two days ago. Or, yeah. So, Brain, you're the the Star Wars head. So, what'd you think of this? Loved it. Really? Sort of. I liked most of it. I liked the visuals. I liked the, you know, I really do like Adam Driver's Kylo Ren. I think he plays it in a very understated way, which I really like. It's not It's not just sort of raging around. Uh, like the Christian Hayden character in the, in the first like series of films. He's, he's running Christian around going, Zen. he's whatever. I don't care. By he's a way, nobody now. He's, how dare you? He's in a new movie but, with Emma Roberts, and it broke up his marriage with Rachel Bilson. <laughs> oh, Raspberry. Outcast. Remember that? Yeah. Um, Brutal. But his portrayal of Anakin Skywalker, he's running around throwing temper tantrums and killing Knocking sand people. Tuscan Raiders, right? Look at me, I'm so angry. Whereas Kylo Ren is playing it as sort of inner turmoil conflict, you know, do I kill my dad and my patch or so, you know, what what's going on? Dark The answer's yes. Um <laughs> But <laughs> You see, he's he's. I like I like the un, more sort of understated thing, and so I really like I really liked Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it was a little too parallel to New Hope, but I think it was a sort of a return to form. They um, got the ball rolling. They got the ball rolling. So we'll see what they what happens with this next one. And there was a lot of stuff that made me happy, and then there was that one little one little bit. I bet it was the one thing I liked. Which is what? Where they team up, like Loki and Thor. No, that was cool. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I mean, Do you my, like my, my Marvel reference? Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you. My 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 take on it is is that Luke Skywalker's. You know, again, this is just pure speculation, but mm-hmm. it's like Luke Skywalker because everything had fallen through with Kylo Ren. Says I'm not going to teach anybody else, oh, uh, and sort of leaves Ray to her own devices. And the only other place that she can learn about this stuff is. Kylo Ren, the Knights of Ren, uh, Snoke. Oh, she right? going double agent. I don't know. I don't think it's that she goes double agent. I think I there's really a fall. That. I think there's a fall and a redemption kind of thing. At least I, I think I'm hoping that's what. I happens. don't know. So I know nothing about Star Wars. Interesting to see that play out. Are but... you looking forward to it? No. Cool. I am. I mean, I think it looks good. Well, can anybody but, tell no. me the one thing that I saw? The fish. The fish. <laughs> There's a little fish. I'm trying, a to, fish? I'm trying to guess what you didn't like. I hate that fish. There's what a little fish. fish. There's a little fish, a little sidekick with the, the hairy oh, guy. I thought that was a weird little rabbit. I don't know what rabbit. the hell that is. Rabbit? That was a fish. Was, was he a terrifying? Fish? Yeah, 
<laughs> Terraforming rabbits. Uh, what do you not like? Yeah, no, it's that little cutesy thing. Oh, yeah. The fish? Was it? <laughs> was I right? It looked more like a, I, I swear wait, it looked wait, like was... a rabbit or something. It looked like the a little orange-striped tabby rabbit or something. The point is, was I right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. There we are. If, that's all if, I care about. Yeah. Because that's what ruined the middle trilogy for me so much. Or at least the, in that first film was just naked attempts at marketing crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, but right? they love marketing crap. Well, because George Lucas owned the rights to all of that and made huge money off of it. And I, don't, I, can, I can understand that, but I mean, there's a difference between making a film and then taking components of that film and being able to market them. You've got the Stormtroopers, you design the Stormtroopers, and then you can sell cool Stormtrooper merchandise. Okay, that's fine. But making things like Jar Jar Binks, at least, strikes me as a very... Is that the annoying one? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. A naked attempt... bye-bye. ...at making, <laughs> making crap to sell to kids, to appeal to children, like in the, order the to BBA. sell toys. I know stuff. Cool. BB-8, <laughs> yes... But at the same time, I, I think it served a purpose. He was an astromech droid, so there's a precedent for having astromech droids. You've got R2-D2, right? Yeah. So BB-8 was a little more sort of cutesy update, but it still sort of fits within the... Whereas you know, this Wait, whole Jar Jar Binks That thing is was, a dang fish. Oh, you think it? those are ears, and I think they're fins. That's what's going on. Those are ears. Those are totally... <laughs> those are ears. They're fins. Look for yourself. Maybe it's a seal. Is that a seal? No, wait. Maybe it's a seal. It's not a real creature, but I... Those are fins, I think. I put it with a fish. I thought they were ears. Look at the little creepy teeth. It's a seal. Anyway. It looks like a seal. Disgusting. Yeah, gross. (laughs) But um, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not. Hopefully it's not. We'll see, I guess. I don't know. Anyhow. Um, But yeah, I was excited by the trailer. Cool. Yeah, it comes out in December, so Woo-hoo. we'll review Christmas. it. Christmas. Oh. What? I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just review, like, some weird indie movie that week. Yay. Yeah. Something no one gives a shit about. Yeah. I was I was all confused, because here I thought we were going to do Ninjago, and then you, you, you texted me and said, go see the Blade Runner sorry. instead. Yeah, I was, sorry. I was all upset. Sorry, listeners. Oh. We didn't actually talk Bait to say switch. that. Bait and switch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, so, Braden, you want to talk about the scandal? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, first off, so it's all over the news. So, is it Harvey Weinstein? Harvey? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Harvey Weinstein. Um, he's a perv. Yeah. So I mean, he, he's disgusting. Yeah, he's been completely, he's been called out by everyone imaginable in Hollywood for sexual assault, potentially rape. Um, well, I mean, that's a sexual assault, but... Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Harass- very, very extreme form of Yeah, stuff. harassment, amongst other things. Everything. Like Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelina Jolie, every, like, all these people have been coming out. Like, even, did you see the thing about Heather Graham? I did. Where she uh, said that in exchange for a role, she would have to have sex with him. Good morning. Yeah. He's not in a good place right now. Um, but... But we'll see what happens. He's going to get two days community service. Yeah. We shall see. Let's, let's find out. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what bothers me about this is he's been doing this on a serial. Essentially, he's been a serial rapist for 
however many years? De- decades. I mean, the, the the women coming out about this, this isn't small-time people who are just embittered about, you know, having their careers ruined by him. I mean, these are big names. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, the, the two, the Angelina Jolie. Uh, now Heather Graham. I'm curious as to why women who have been so successful for so long decided to wait to say anything until they were basically forced to. I mean, I think, it's, well, I mean, I think it can be kind of hard for someone in, in that position. That's, yes. Well, that's the thing is is I think it's because the culture is changing. And, and, and I know a lot of victims of sexual assault on campuses don't come forward because yeah, of the backlash against them. I and I think stars of, of this caliber are afraid to say something because of the backlash against them and how that might affect their careers. I guess that's careers. what Terry Crews said. Did you read his thing? Oh, yeah. And then that Terry was great. But, correct. But like, um, uh, what did he say? He's, he, he was, was assaulted. Gro- he was groped by, a, by uh, a man. By an executive or by some producer. And he said he didn't say anything because he, cause he's a, well. Female or male? male? Male. Really? Yeah. Good Lord. Um, he alluded to... Don't would believe him. I think he mentioned his race and everything too. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's yeah. like if one person went out and said, "Oh yeah, Harvey Weinstein yeah, assaulted me." I get it. It's well, awful. No okay, let's. Good job, that model. Let's Good look for you, lady. Let's look at Bill Cosby. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, who had apparently been doing this for decades. Oh. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Cosby, and nobody. Nobody came forward about it because, again, because of uh, I think women feared the backlash that might occur if they came forward about with these allegations. And I think particularly, you know, with these with these public figures, and I mean, a lot of Bill Cosby's victims were uh, were public figures, not quite right public the way that these women with allegations about Harvey Weinstein are, but. Um, but they were still public figures. One of them was a women's basketball coach, mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. or a player at um, a very well-known university, I think Howard or something like that. Something like that, yeah. But um, it just it, it speaks volumes that these women were, were uncomfortable coming forward with these allegations, yeah. I mean, for That's decades. True. And I think it's because the, the, the culture has changed, and it's finally... It's not completely. There's still a lot of problems well, that need to be fixed. Yes. But, <laughs> El but, Presidente. Yes. It's, yeah, well. Um, Let's talk about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, but I think the culture within the last decade has changed tremendously, and it is now. People are willing yeah. to listen and accept uh, these allegations for what they are, which are actual allegations and it's not just you know oh you're you're an embittered woman because yeah. he didn't give you a partner no well, the thing i mean these are legitimate claims he, and, well yeah you know it, it, it saddens me that it's taken this long but it's also i think good that finally they're able to come forward with these things and be taken seriously the thing that's so interesting to me is that it's like the idea that's very common and it's it's been mimicked in entertainment forever like that's a plot device all mm. the time so it's interesting that it's just, I don't know. It's I true. just think that's weird. Yeah. yeah. It's just bizarre. I don't quite know what to say about it. I just think it's, an, it's odd. Yeah. It's an odd thing. I mean, it's unfortunate. And because things... And it's kind of creepy, too. Oh, yeah. It's in, in a different way because the people who are signing off on these oh, yeah. plot devices are the people who are doing, doing it. It's yeah. like, yeah. gee, who is? Exactly. It makes you wonder if they watch any of the films that yeah. they actually... Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a weird thing because I mean Harvey Weinstein, as despicable as a character as he is, I mean he's brilliant, brilliant business mind, 
and uh, you do have to give them a certain amount of credit for bringing for for broadening the audience of sort of these art artsy independent film type things. I mm-hmm. mean, what he did with Miramax and what he's been doing with the Weinstein Company. Yeah. Now, that being said, there are a lot of directors who totally slag him off because of what he's done to their films. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he, he's known to slash and cut films in order... Like Snowpiercer. Did y'all hear about the Snowpiercer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, he they wanted him, wanted Bong Joon-ho to, or was it him? Yeah. To cut it, was yeah. it cut it down a lot? And, mm-hmm. and But he the director wouldn't, and so he made it so they would only release it in a few theaters around the U.S. Because yeah. he refused to... <laughs> Cut it. Well, he does. He does stuff like that all the time. And there was another director, I forget who it was, but he was talking about you know how Harvey Weinstein would cut his films and and destroy them basically. Mm-hmm. Well, and I he would do that... things because he knew. Well, he knew what would make money. Yeah. What would appeal to the Oscar committee? And I mean, he he was able to run. He he ran the business in that way, which obviously has a horrible impact on the films. And reduces their value as artistic pieces, but he still, through his business, broadened yeah. that audience that would go see those sorts of films. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a lot of these films that would even have any kind of broad mm. distribution. Yeah, well, I think Matrix is the issue. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Obviously. I mean, yeah, I won't. <clears throat> I can't listen to Michael Jackson for a second. I've never been able to. What? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't separate artists from the art. Oh, okay. I can't. And I, in the same way. Well, he didn't... You can't, I can't, it's, I don't compare. Well, I guess that's the opposite. Well, I mean, the thing is, Weinstein... What Fassbender? All right, I know. I didn't know that before (laughs) you guys told me. Casey, Casey Affleck. Well, I don't like Casey Affleck because he's creepy. Okay. I didn't know about the whole Michael Fassbender thing, and I'm so confused. We won't get into it, it's okay. I know. I mean, one of the one of the most important filmmakers, a lot of people say, of the twentieth century, Lenny Riefenstahl. All of them. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, and she Valenti. made tons of Nazi Nazi uh, propaganda films. Yeah. And therefore, when we'll watching movies, Gunter, Gunter, a lot of people aren't like that. Gunter Grass, who is one you, of the, I, I think, one of the best authors of the twentieth century, very famous, wrote Ten to Ten Drum, mm. Nazi Youth. Mm-hmm. He was sort of railroaded into it, yeah. and in retrospect, he was very apologetic about it. But but I mean, you know, um, I guess the the question there is being forced into that because of the the yeah. culture at the times versus cho- choices made. Yeah, but um, it's all confusing and upsetting, and I don't. I know. mean the the yeah. thing the thing about Weinstein is he didn't actually make any of the he just ran the business that, yeah. that distributed these things. But mm-hmm. but I mean. He was. I mean, it, and it escalated quick. Like there's, yeah. like there's a. I heard I, about this, the scandal. Like, oh, he's suing the New York Times for this. I'm like, huh? Maybe he's not a good person. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's he's a terrible and, you know, person. You know, Everybody you know, knew he's a terrible yeah, person. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, I knew he had been controversial, but then it just like exploded. Like, yeah. All these people. Well, I heard about this, and then two days later, he'd been kicked kicked out of yeah. his company. Yeah. And then there's other stuff too, like Ben Affleck said and that he was a David. bad person, right? Yeah. And the, wait, I don't know what you're well, talking Tom about. Well, Tom but, Cruise had issues with him. You've seen Tropical oh, Thunder, right? Yeah. Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. Whatever. Tropical, Tropical. I love, love whatever. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, great film. Uh, Tom Cruise's character, that's Harvey Weinstein. That's a oh, character. Oh, okay. Because I knew, I knew he was based off someone. I didn't mm-hmm. know. 
pretty sure, pretty sure that's Harvey Weinstein. I may be Diet wrong. Coke. <laughs> I may be wrong. But no, what I was saying was so Ben Affleck condemned Harvey Weinstein, right? And then I don't remember who it was, but an actress said that Ben Affleck was creepy. She was like, "Are oh, you yeah. kidding me?" I know who you're talking about. You're yeah. a creeper I don't know too. The name, but yeah, I did, I did hear there that. There we are. So who knows? It's Hopefully, messy, maybe it'll start something good. Messy as situation it, yeah, here. As good as it can, people so. be more comfortable saying stuff. Yeah. What were you saying about Matt Damon? Nothing. Okay. Just make you mad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say anything bad about Matt Damon. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Matt Damon's a lovely person. He's yeah. okay by me. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about Matt Damon is Ben Affleck. So there we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to some mail. <laughs> um, mail. Some listener Yawn. mail. Yawn. So. <laughs> mail. <laughs> okay uh so the film podcast at gmail.com is the address that you can reach us and you can also reach us on facebook and twitter I actually got one on twitter this here so um you can there we go i know i know all the twitters <laughs> yeah so uh first one this one's from our buddy sky so he says greetings buds wanted to ask you in the wake of the las vegas shooting Sorry. Well, this show really took a nosedive. Sorry. <laughs> Upset after upset. Wow. Emotional roller coaster we have going yeah. on here. Gosh. So, first Blade Runner, just a mess. Uh. <laughs> okay. I don't know, he's asking about the Las Vegas shooting. Everybody's over here cackling and laughter. It's very confused. No, not about it's it's not about. No, I know, but itself. it's just uh, the, 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 the rather dramatic change yes. in tone. Okay, uh, yeah. so wanted to ask you, in the wake of the Las Vegas shooting, about the director Peter Berg. So after Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, and Patriot's Day, all of which are real-life tragedies, usually that and that are made into films usually only after a few years, do you feel that is insensitive to do so? I, I think Peter Berg is a good director for that job, but it still still does beg the question if it is morally right to do these dramatizations. What's long enough, or is there a limit? Thanks for the show, Sky. So, I guess sort of the question is, what's the statute of limitations on making films about these these very correct? Awful so, I mean, is tragedies? it so with Patriots Day in particular, which just came is up? That the, is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? No, stronger. That's stronger. Oh. But both about Gyllenhaal. the Boston bombing, but yeah. So both of these, both... Oh, that's the Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah. Both Patriot's Day and Stronger included, just came out a few years after this happened. Yeah. And I haven't seen Stronger yet, but Patriot's Day is a quite a good film that's respectful, as well as Deepwater Horizon. Stronger was a remarkable film. The Boston, the actual Boston bombing is barely... That's what I was, that was kind of what I It's not even, it's not even, it's not even really, it's important in that it's the trigger for events leading to Jeff Bauman's recovery and rehabilitation and his very hesitant assumption of, of this uh, role as sort of a symbolic <clears throat> hero and that kind of thing. But, I mean, the, you, the actual presence of the Boston bombing in the film, you see Jeff Bowman, he's at the finish line holding up the sign for his girlfriend, and then it's like a shot through a video camera, and you see, boom, right. smoke and debris flying. And then there are some, you know, gripping scenes with people who, you know, various kinds of wounds and then that's that's it 
Right. And then the film gets back to focusing on, on him and his recovery right. following this, this bombing. Mm. But, I mean, I think in, in this case, so, I mean, I, I like Deepwater Horizon and Patriot's Day a lot. I think they're both respectful, and Lone Survivor even, but, I mean, is it, so is it okay? Wasn't Mark Wahlberg in all of those? Yeah, so, yeah, he's, Shame. well, I'm just they're, thinking. They're, they're collaborators, really. So. I think, I think. And he's good in all of them. So. I mean, the, those are important, important events and the the impact that they have on the psychology of us as a as a nation i think it's important that we take a look at these things mm-hmm. the question is whether or not they're tastefully done and well-made films because the films i know about 9 11 terrible terrible uh, no well all uh, united 93 is fantastic okay it's, i need to see I that, that. i'm just thinking what is it the twin towers the two towers world trade center world trade that center. one is not good the one with nicholas cage it's like overly Awful. sentimental yeah, I saw right? the, I saw United ninety three. I think I have a negative it has a negative connotation in my mind because I was starting history club in my high school and for some reason the like group of five we voted on a movie to show to like try to get more people to come mm-hmm. <laughs> and that movie was selected out of all the movies and all the history and obviously everyone got depressed and no yeah. one came back. Yeah. Well I mean it's well, so I mean Green Grass he, he does shoot in like a documentary style and it, it is very me. objective and very compelling yeah. and it is very well, he's, tasteful, he's a good so. director and he does yeah. it well and what they did uh what they did was stronger and i can't the director is not coming to mind right now but i thought it was very tasteful he's the guy who did pineapple express actually really what yeah. that's oh david gordon green two for two david man that's a david that's gordon a drastic green. change yeah in terms and he also did joe and prince avalanche joe i need to see it's pretty prince good avalanche, joe was I supposed to be really guess good through. i wasn't crazy about that i one could either. not guess through yeah um but oh, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, I think it be can be done well. For instance, let's look at uh, what was the one American Sniper, Clint Eastwood did, right? And Catherine Bigelow with Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Both real events. One was the the killing of Osama, the the manhunt, and the, the right. killing of Osama bin Laden. One was. Um, what was the name of the fellow? Mark. Mark. Bradley Cooper. Latre- Marcus Luttrell, who was the sniper that was, he was the, the source material for American Sniper. Wait, Chris Kyle? Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle, thank yeah. you. Marcus, Marcus Luttrell Marcus. is the lone survivor guy. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Madam, I um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So many names. So many names. But, oh, um... American Sniper, a lot of just sort of over the top. I mean, it could be interesting sort of as a treatise on, on how does somebody reconcile what they do as a sniper with their humanity. Uh, but so much of the film just sort of seemed like propaganda and a lot of what That's was what the criticisms leveled against it were it's sort of pro-war, belligerent, yeah. Yeah. you know, propagandistic. But I mean, propagandistic? Propagandistic. I mean, I think... Whereas Zero Dark Thirty didn't... It, sorry, I didn't... It, did, it didn't smack of any of that. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, a straight-up sort of dramatization of the, this manhunt for bin Laden and right. the aftermath of it. And it was very well done. Yeah. But, I mean, in, in terms of this, it's like a, really like a tragedy. So is it okay for someone like Peter Berg... Exploiting it? Is that what you, yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, so, but even though his films, at least to me, I think they're very respectful and very... They honor what the people that went through it. Is it okay for someone like him... To be making money off of a tragedy like this, do you think? Especially well, it, multiple times. It depends on 
you know, if he if he does a film like this and he gets paid, it's work. I understand that. The question is, what happens with some of that money? If, if yeah. the profits, whether they go, those proceeds go towards a charitable foundation, mm -hmm. or if it's just it all goes into this, into mm. their pockets. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a that's a big question about it. Is whether first of all whether it's tastefully done. Mm. Which again, uh, you said United ninety three was tastefully done. Stronger, very. I think, was very tastefully done. Com very compelling film. Jake mm -hmm. Gyllenhaal honestly should get a nomination for. He should get an Oscar for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I swear to goodness. And, I, and I'd say, like I'd mentioned, Lone Survivor, Deepwater, and Patriots are all very respectful. I think. Yeah. Um, and while being very entertaining films. So. Yeah. So. Um. It's how the film is done, and then again, also a question of where the proceeds go. Yeah. You know, when the film turns a profit, where does that money go? Yeah. If it all goes directly into the pockets of all the studio people and the directors and the actors, that's questionable. Which it does. They'd tell you if it didn't, because it'd make you want to see it more. Well, I think it depends. I mean, some will donate part of it to, a, like, a... A charity or something. Well, that's the other question is, is I mean, if they go out and they advertise, you know, 25% of all profits from the film go to, is that, is that sort of crass? It'll work. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, think... I applaud them for that, but then it, that could also be, if you're, if you're looking at it cynically, it could just be a crass attempt at, you know, yeah. oh, I'm going to go see the movie because most of my ticket cost is going to. Right. Yeah. Did you have something to say, Chloe? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's odd. I think about this a lot because they, I think it, I don't know if it's newer or not. Maybe people are just running out of material. But movies, like, there'll be a tragedy and two days later, yeah, they'll announce that there's going to be a movie about it. Uh -huh. And I think it's bizarre. Yeah. I think it's creepy. I think it, uh, Like, I mean, I would prefer, well, like, no films to meet or no, like, dramatizations to be made uh, off of tragedies, but... It's clear they're going to happen either way. I guess. Yeah. So I, I would much rather have someone like Peter Berg or Paul Greengrass do it if it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. I guess. Know? I don't know. I just think it's weird. I think it's a little odd. weird. I think well, it's the weirdest thing. I also think it detracts from the gravity of the situation sometimes. Like, this is also how I feel about reality TV and stuff, too. I think it just makes, the, makes stuff seem less... Well, what, what I don't... You know. What sort of confuses me is that you get you get you get films about things like the Boston Marathon bombing. You get films about things like like the the terrorist attacks on on September 11th. Uh, you don't see films about at least films. I'll get to Geostorm in a second. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked but you about don't that. See, you don't, well, you don't see anybody making films way. about about. Were there any films about Katrina? No. Well, yeah. maybe not that I saw. Not the not not the big films with big directors that I've heard of. Yeah. No. There was sort of Beasts of the Southern Wilds hinted at that yeah. because it was a family that living a by good, the levees. Good movie. Yeah, spectacular Ooh. film, right? But it was yeah. about a family. It wasn't about Katrina necessarily, but it was about a family living in southern, way southern New Orleans. It was an accessible on the Gulf by the yeah. levees, yada yada. They made the, they made understanding and facing a lot of the world's problems very yeah. accessible mm -hmm. which i appreciate instead of making an action movie so that was a good right comparison. right so it was a human we, element we rather than getting a, the yeah. films off of the other new hurricanes the only know? the only films that you see about these sort of massive uh natural disaster issues are just these horrible crass pieces of crap yeah mm -hmm. 
I'm like thinking Mother. 2012 <laughs> with John Cusack. Terrible <laughs> film. I'm thinking that one with Jake Gyllenhaal. How dare you? That was a great movie. No, Which well, one? it really wasn't. I forget what it was called. Was Day, after Day After Tomorrow. Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Thank Yeesh. you, yeah. He was so Horrible. cute. Oh, he's cute. Isn't he? <laughs> and then you had, uh, you had San, you had San Andreas with the I rock. I mean, it's, it's endless. Oh yeah, that was a, right. Brutal. Basically, I think the point is, it's easy for movies like this to go from understanding to exploitative. I mean, it depends of, on yeah, where they come line. from. It's yeah. Out of Yes, totally. There we are. <laughs> There's a fine line. Like all art, depends on where it comes from. Like the, you know. The but I would say. It. Before you make up your mind, watch the, the film or the type of film that you're going to be calling out. Yeah. Like, if you if you don't like a film like Patriot's Day or United Night 3, watch it before you say, oh, they're making money off of this. This is wrong. You know, you mm-hmm. should yeah. have, have a, a basis. Have a go. Yeah. Have, have a go at it. <laughs> you don't even, you can wait till it comes out and then find it online for free if you're that against. Either, either, or either, or it's fine. <laughs> um, Not that I do that. I don't advocate illegal downloads of films. Netflix. Me, me, me neither. Yeah. You can use Netflix. There we go. Speaking of disaster films, there's a film on Netflix I want to see called The Wave. What is it? Oh, that's, uh, that's the director Tomb who's Raider. doing Tomb Raider. Yeah. Right. It's okay. good. I want to see The Disaster Artist. I do too. Comes Jay Frank. Are you showing oh, that at the Chelsea? Oh, James Franco and uh, who you else? Should. Seth Rogen and they're doing All of them. Tommy Wiseau. Are you showing that the at the room. Chelsea? I don't know. You should. You should show yeah. more comedies. <sighs> <laughs> let me, let, let, me let me put it this way. Uh, I, I'm trying to convince the owner, my father, that, that we can save a lot of money in terms of, of ink and paper with advertising. If we just do Synopses of films that just say simply, Judy Dinch, no Judy Dinch. <laughs> Those are that's all the film synopses. That's all they're going to say anymore. I yeah. actually heard, uh, overheard these elderly couple in Joe Van Gogh. They're going to try and pick which movie to watch, and the woman was like, "But that one has Judy Dinch." And then that the husband was like, "Oh, I don't like Judy Dinch." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh she's God. a great actress, but I can totally understand that because it's you know. I mean, it's like that. The, the vast majority, the vast majority <laughs> of our audience at the Chelsea now, it chagrins me to say, and I do appreciate their business. <laughs> they don't know how to use Just podcasts. But, Go ahead. No. <laughs> no, it's it's not it's it's female okay. octogenarians, and so anything it's it's the there's another fellow at the Chelsea who makes a joke. He calls them the Chelsea's angels. It's <laughs> Helen Mirren, Judy Dench. And uh, Maggie Smith. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm into it. And particularly Judy Maggie Dench. Smith. Anything, yeah. She doesn't make that many movies. Like, Unfortunately. Abbey, like, that's her, like, but now, you know. It's, it's over. Yeah, it's but over. Know, but, I mean, that's that's the problem is, is 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 we'll, we'll get in all these spectacular, like, I saw Stronger. Yeah. In Columbus last week. Oh, Columbus. Yeah, yeah, More yeah. Remarkable films. Columbus is so beautiful to watch, and the acting and the, the relationships, it's such a yeah, touching yeah. film. And Stronger, which is a remarkable film to, to watch about, you know, human strength and overcoming adversity, which are, you know, sort of played out topics. But, but I but mean, it was, done, it was done so well, and Jake Gyllenhaal is so good. And Tatiana Maslany. Tatiana Maslany is She's also so really good. She's so cool. I didn't know she was American. Yeah. What the heck? Go figure. What's going on? That's just crazy. She got me. Why? But um, (laughs) nobody 
No, Columbus yeah. did a little bit of business stronger was DOA. Man, oh man. And then you get you get in some. I mean, how honestly, just quickly, you don't have to just tell yeah, me stars. Victoria and Abdul. Two. Right? Yeah. Mediocre film at best. You put Judy Dench in it, they come flocking. It's done the most <laughs> business of any film that we've showed there in a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's disheartening. Oh, well. So I'm glad it's doing business. I'm glad the theater's doing a little business. <laughs> It disgusts me that it, only these these, these Gee, ridiculous man. period pieces with Judy Dench has are the only things that. Has anyone gone to see Ex Libris yet? The third and a half hour library <sighs> documentary. Here said my friend here who works at the Chelsea said there were ten people in the showing. She was there for and. One they all walked out. out. Yeah. Everybody's walking out. We had uh, this past Sunday at seven. We had a seven ten showing. Oh God. It doesn't get out until about ten thirty ten forty. Every single one of those ten people. Left. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I got uh, lost in there once. Yeah. New York Public well, Library? I was little. Mm-hmm. They had to call oh, they meant the Chelsea. Did you meet a Ham there? No. No? Oh. I didn't meet anybody there. Okay. No, you know the show Between the Lions? I was dead set. I said, I know that they're here somewhere. So I just left my family. And I was like, nice. Well, you went rogue. Didn't find them. <laughs> Going rogue. Yeah. In the library. They'll yeah. never find me. Is that wow. the only question? Yeah, for the, for this week, yeah. All right, nice and warm. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> uh, been tackling some heavy issues today. Yeah, it's been this has been one of our more more yeah. issue Dark. topic heavy subject heavy shows. Yeah, going from Blade Runner and what existence and philosophy <laughs> questions yeah. to Weinstein to Weinstein <laughs> and sexual assault. Yeah. And work. now, now depictions of <laughs> depictions of tragedy. This is this is a fun yeah. show today. Let me tell yeah. you. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to our picks of the week. Um, Let me go before I forget. Okay. You know, I you always go. forget. Yeah, you go. Okay. So I've had a lot of time. So I've been reading lots of books. Give us what you got. <sighs> show me what you got. Yeah. You know. Okay. It's called Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Super good. It's a book. It's like really long, so it's good for me. What's it called? Jonathan Strange and Mr. Nor- Norrell. Norrell. Okay. Yeah, good. But there's a... Didn't they make that beat- a show? Yeah, yeah, and it's on Netflix, and that was my recommendation as a show. The oh. book's good, too, but it'll take you about 12 years. Okay. But the show's really, really, really good. Good actors, good plot. It's like fantasy, kind of. But it it hits on a lot of, um, like, kind of the Freud-Young relationship, mm-hmm. that kind of common oh, nice. thing. It's really good. Not Carl Jung and Freud aren't actually in it. I just mean that kind of relationship. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good. It's fantastical. BBC, they always do a good job with like creating like whole worlds. It's very big and... Nice. Yeah. Where do you go? I'm going to put my dog out real quick. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, you have to talk really slowly. I, well, you're sort of putting me on the spot here because I don't really have any picks. I haven't seen anything at the Chelsea. Not interested at all. He Victorian wants Victorian Abdul. Abdul. That's his pick. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All the Judy Dench. All the Judy Dench. All Wait, the time. Wait, what else is it? What What's the third movie you have? Ex Libris and Battle of the Sexes. Oh. Which I do want to see Battle of the Sexes. Ex Libris, I'm not interested. Everybody gushes about uh, Frederick Wiseman. My fiance loves Frederick Wiseman. I'm not a big fan. 
I'm not, I'm not a big fan of what? Frederick. He Frederick has no Wiseman. picks. Basically. I don't really have any picks this week. <laughs> I haven't really watched anything that. I haven't read anything that's really been. Brandon, you, you failed us. <laughs> I and have the one, thing, the one thing I ask. Even I come up with something. <laughs> I've no, been trying to. I've been trying to find something, but I just there. There hasn't really been, you know, other than Blade Runner coming out, there hasn't been any films. So I want to cool. see Battle of the Sexes, but I haven't had the chance yet. Other films out right now. I don't know. I haven't really found anything on Netflix that has caught my attention. You can watch Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Well, I've been meaning to watch The Fall. Oh, yeah. oh we've talked about. Oh yeah. This. Yeah. Well, you can, re- you can recommend Blade Runner. That's your... Yeah. He recommends Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner is just so good. Yeah, the original. It was, you can recommend the original. Yeah. It's all-consuming. We got there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, for me, I was telling Chloe about this before the show, but I caught the uh, the Netflix documentary Gaga 5 Foot 2. It's a, the, about Lady Gaga. I've been kind of curious about that. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I, I don't know a whole lot about... I'm not a little monster. Little monster, as Chloe puts it. Um, it's not me. That's the term. Or as she told, as she boy been told me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I've always kind of been curious about her from afar, kind of just about her persona, blah blah blah. But I actually really liked it. Uh, it's mm. in terms of filmmaking, it's nothing special. special. It's just shooting, like shooting her doing her right. thing, really. But it definitely brings up some interesting ideas, and she's actually a very interesting person. And it shows her personal life, her celebrity life, and um, and it kind of shows those two worlds and how one can affect the other. And it's like Hannah Montana. <laughs> it's basically Hannah Montana, yeah. Miley Cyrus. Uh, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, she is definitely a very talented person. I think she's given some very good performance, like live performances and uh, especially recently, but it's, it's quite a good documentary, very entertaining. And it, I guess it was only revealed through the documentary, but she has fibromyalgia and um, she suffers from that. And so there are these scenes where um, she's like on a bed and she's not even able to move because she's in so much pain. And it's like she it really humanizes this, like, larger-than-life celebrity, so. Mm-hmm. What? You don't know any of the lingo. No. Ugh. What was All it? Right. She's the mama monster. Okay. Yeah. No, I it Makes know. sense. <laughs> um, but, so that was an interesting um, look into her and... Uh, How's it compare to Amy, the Amy Whitehouse? A- oh, A- I mean, oh, God. Oh, Amy's... This one will make you want to... Oh, I mean, a- a- Amy's much better, but that was so sad. Like, it's much, yeah. much more complex and much more revealing. But I mean, this as being a, just an entertaining and above average uh, documentary, it's quite good. Hmm. Um, and I mean, that's that's another one which is sort of recommendation. I can't really say it's a recommendation for this week because I've watched it before. But yeah. I mean, a lot of those Netflix documentaries are spectacular. What happened, Miss Simone? I haven't seen that one Oh, yet. that is good. About Nina Simone. Ooh. Yeah, that's yeah. utterly, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating to watch this. So, and it's even more pertinent now that, that it's it's interesting because Hugh Hefner just died in one of the shows, If you saw it, right? I did. One of the earliest shows that had Nina Simone on as a guest, as a performer, was the Playboy Club. 
back when it had a television show and what was that the 50s or 60s or something 60s, 60s I, I guess i'm not an encyclopedia God, i don't know well i thought you might know because you've seen it so i you know maybe your memory is better than mine no um but it was just interesting because you know hugh hefner um all the questions aside about the magazine he uh it's interesting because it doesn't really discuss this but just the role that he had in various social movements like yeah. the civil rights movement. I don't hate Hugh Hefner. People are so... I don't... I don't he didn't kidnap anybody. No. All right? Well, that's the other thing about him is everybody, oh, this magazine is disgusting and objectification of women. You're he the never... people who everybody bought it. It's not like he could have gotten away with it if well, he was Well, the thing about it. it is he didn't, so far as I understand, nobody has ever come forward with sexual allegations. Yeah. Or allegations about of sexual you know? misconduct about mm. Hugh Hefner. Yeah, and you just think about that versus people like Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein. Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't know. There yeah. we are. Yeah. Have a nice week. <laughs> <laughs> but I I do want to mention one thing about the documentary. So it I mean with any celebrity documentary you do kind of have to take it with a grain of salt when they're discussing their problems because it's like obviously you're making millions of dollars. Still Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And she but, does good things with her money, so. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but in this, it's like, you know, she's talking about every time she seems to have an album come out, someone someone leaves her, like a, a, a man or someone in her family or something, or um, she's trying to deal with so many different things at once that she just, all she wants to be is just told what's going to happen with this show, with that movie blah 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 she's not she's kind of ignored at times and it's interesting to see sure you're, you're a millionaire and you're very wealthy so you're way better off than most people but it's still you're still a person yeah it's, so just because she had her heart broken and she, but she has millions of dollars doesn't mean she can't she's wrong for feeling yeah broken you know and so it's interesting. and like i said she still cares about she does yeah. like and i said she does good things with her life there's a so really touching not? scene where she surprises this fan this young girl and this girl is like every time i'm sad or angry i can listen to this song yeah. i think we can all relate to that great and it's you know it's it's great yeah so obviously you're just green day we all know if, if fucking green day just <laughs> like billy joe armstrong just show up to my house and we gotta have a chat He's the best guy. But anyways, we got I gotta get a good Green Day got doc going. Gotta get that going. I thought there was a there, there, there's a there's a he couple said a good one. There, I mean, there are a couple <laughs> decent ones. But gotta get a good one. Yeah. But anyway, anyways, so Gaga Five Foot Two is on Netflix. Give it a look. Uh, it's only about an hour and thirty five minutes, so it doesn't overstay its welcome, so win win. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Win win. Alrighty. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I guess that about brings us to the end of the show. Had a lengthy discussion about a lot of stuff. It was a good discussion, though. It was um, definitely a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> we talked. Yeah. Words, words, words were said. For better or worse. So uh, next week, don't know yet what we're going to be reviewing. It's a surprise. Yeah. We'll keep you updated, though. Um, you know, again, you can reach us on Twitter and Facebook if you have recommendations or any of that other garbage. <laughs> um, You're a film buzz podcast. We are totally contemptuous of our listener base. <laughs> Mail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Recommendations. Uh, <laughs> get out of here. Um, but yes, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we 
hope you enjoy it as much as we did. <laughs> uh, and until next time, we'll see you next week.